transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. For the podcast, asshole. OMG, it's true. It's another old heart radio podcast. <laughs> I gotta find oh, better intros. <laughs> uh, yes, right. This is this is episode number three, dear listeners, dear hot dogs of Under Further Review, a musical uh, endeavor from me and the boys. You guys want to say hello? Maybe not. You uh, hello. don't have to. Oh, hey there. Oh. <laughs> I actually have a quick update from last week's playlist. So I was telling Jared that I've had a very busy week working like crazy. And so it's been a little frustrating. And I found that every time that I get pissed off, I just go to Caleb's playlist and I play Kingdom by Devin Townsend. And <laughs> I realize... I just laugh because the fact that anyone listens to that fucking bullshit, just, I mean, it makes me immediately laugh and move on with my day. I, I love how this podcast starts out with just an immediate direct frontal assault on Caleb's taste in music. And not only that, my my all time like favorite, like I'm going to, I'll cry if I ever met him, like favorite musician person, maybe. <laughs> fucking bastard <laughs> dude for the throat hey you know it's it's what can we say you gotta come out swinging sometimes you know and i i you know that's that's good motivation actually jameson I think. oh yeah it gets you through it gets you through. <laughs> what it, hey it may, if it if it helps you or makes you feel something then that's cool i mean i don't get more than 45 seconds into it and then it goes off but (laughs) that's before the vocals even come well uh, maybe whatever the music is and then five seconds into the vocals when he just does the ridiculous power metal ballad horrible it's the best part i think i think i think everyone except jared is going to eviscerate your podcast right now nick Mine? His playlist, you mean? You were right about your assessment that I was going to love some of it and despise a lot of it. Yeah, this is the tale of two playlists. (laughs) 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 It's so weird. Nick, I I deliberately designed before this. Yeah. All right. So I I love all of this music. A lot of this music has a special place in my heart. But I will acknowledge that I deliberately built this playlist to be confusing and frustrating and weird and to make you guys uncomfortable. And I did that immediately after listening to you guys' opinion on each other's play or playlist so far. I deliberately designed this playlist and made alterations just to irritate the shit out of all of you. <laughs> well. I will say, mission accomplished. Is the, is the <laughs> no, uh, I mean, just starting out with track one, I will say this. Like, this has become like a fucking jam for me. Yes. Like, no joke. Goblin King of the Dark Storm Galaxy. Like, Glory Hammer, right? Mm-hmm. 
So this track is, I believe, the second track, or maybe the third track after not counting their intro orchestral arrangement. Um, obviously, this was a choice for this playlist after hearing Jameson's take on symphonic metal, uh, also power metal. So I figured a symphonic power metal song would really just <laughs> grind it in. <laughs> yep. uh, so this song is, is Goblin King of the Dark Storm Galaxy. Um, and what, to, to paraphrase Caleb's taste for his love for the lyrical content and really what it means to people, um, this song's about summoning a goblin king from the Darkstorm galaxy. Yes. That's what it's about. So, <laughs> so that's how the lyrics go. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, Which uh, is, like, is exactly why I connect with it, you know? <laughs> because so, it's, like, it's like what we were talking about in the last step where it's like, I don't know, for some reason, I just like in order to do these vocals to pull off these vocals they have to be as ridiculous like lyrically as they are grand like mm -hmm. sounding and like definitely this kind of shit hits home like i'm into it i like i'll say this this turns sim like symphonic uh power metal into something i can handle <laughs> So not, I'm not, yeah, it's just no hate on, no hate on your, on, no, on, no, feel free to hate. I, I come for the hate today. This I is, come for the hate. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. I'm feasting on it. <laughs> so Glory Hammer is one of my all time favorite bands. Uh, they were sort of an offshoot of the band Ailstorm. If you've heard of them, the pirate metal band. Yeah, that's like, I was, I was actually shocked. There's no Ailstorm on this playlist. <laughs> uh, that's because I actually have two bands on this playlist already that tour with Ailstorm regularly. Um, <laughs> I figured we, I figured I'd just get the mention in anyways. Yeah. Uh, but Glory Hammer is straight up just making fun of all of the power metal that I legitimately and seriously listened to in high school. That's why the song titles are absolutely over the top. The lyrical content, even though written by a man whose native language is is English, it has like false like mistranslations in it. Like an epic war is fight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like listening to it, it does it just like sometimes you just have to be like, what the fuck is like? How is it like? How is this? I don't know. The lyrics lyrics just so out of out of nowhere. And so there's no context for this song in the playlist. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, is it is there context for the song in the within the album that comes? Yes. From? So they have three albums out. Each album being a chapter in the story of of two different Angus McFifes. Angus McFife the first, and then Angus McFife thirteenth. Oh my god. <laughs> what the <laughs> um. So basically, Again, what I'm kind of into that though. <laughs> oh, no, the, the the deep lore is where it gets real good. It's about their quest to defeat the evil wizard Zargothrax. Um. <laughs> Basically, Zargothrax. Zargothrax. He's an evil wizard. Dude, I think he, he, I think he uses crystal magic. A lot of which Damn, uh, I is... hate crystal magic. Oh, I know. Say crystal magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that would make a lot of sense. Okay, so lore of Glory Hammer is: imagine if we all, as Wenatchee kids, decided to write an epic fantasy tale about like the Great Citadel of Dryden. And oh, <laughs> venturing across the wastes of like, you know, Arondo <laughs> to Peshastin. All of all of the location names are like Dundee, Aberdeen, uh, just tiny, small shit towns in Scotland that just they grew up near, like Cooper Angus. That's <laughs> like, kind of just cool, nothing. Actually. So, so uh, as we've said in the past ones, like I have a pretty strong hatred for this type of music, but I mean, honestly. 
it's more like I once I stopped thinking about this for anything besides like comedy, like I I, I found a way to enjoy it. Like mm. I don't I would never put this on myself, but I could listen to it and get a good laugh for sure. Oh yeah, it, but it is, it's so absolutely just, comedy. I I kind of thought the whole time like I feel like all these bands are just trying to be Iron Maiden. <laughs> like at some point they're just kind of a rip off and maybe better musicians as well but it's just basically iron maiden absolutely i mean iron maiden is like one of the cornerstones that inspired like what power metal became in like the early 90s to 2000s and then yeah, yeah. everything came after that it all it all goes back to, to maiden and priest that yeah. it's yeah. all those are the roots there I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Jameson. It was like, oh yeah, this is, I, I, I'm familiar with them, but I haven't listened to them a ton. And I was just like, this is fun. This is silly. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you told me. I don't know um, why you don't, he explicitly tells you they have to go into the cave to get the crystal key to unlock the chaos portal to the nether nexus or whatever. I, I didn't decipher all of I, I don't. I don't get what you're not understanding about that. Well, I do now, so. Yep, yeah, it was silly. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, yeah. I, I agree, you guys. I think it's like, it's just like once you look at it as comedy, it's just it this becomes like a fucking jam that you can laugh laugh through the entire time. And it could yeah, have been yeah, a Schmatter song. It definitely yeah, reminds absolutely. me of things that I would like. I would love to accomplish with music, where it's like, you know, like right now, me and Jeremiah are revitalizing Revenge, Revenge, and we're coming up with these storylines for it, and. Like I like right before this, I was just like finalizing my track listing for what I'm gonna do, and it's like you writing it, and you're like nobody gives three fucks about the lore that we're building. It's this like really deep like <laughs> world that we're constructing, and like these characters that we'll like interact with, and like all these things. And then at the end of it, you're just like we're gonna write all of this out, and then we're gonna have to just write lyrics that have like a reflection of that story barely in it. And so you're just like, I don't know, man. I understand the context, though. Sometimes you just want to write, like, you want to just yeah. pour your fucking, like, weird Why not? energy into, like, a stupid story and, like, putting a guitar solo behind it's fucking rad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why not? People Power do Metal it. does it. Coheed did it. Yeah, Coheed, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, and people get really into it, and, yeah. you know, they, they took it to a bit of a an extra thing because they have like graphic novels but yeah Kohi's okay. like, like a very successful comic book run I, i'm a i'm a total i'm a total lore whore like i've read like the silmarillion and like <laughs> i just <laughs> i love that shit like no, i'm just like, yeah i'm with you dude i i like the the behind like i don't know the big stories behind everything right yeah it's fucking cool it's a lot of fun speaking of big stories i'm gonna try to not get lost in the weeds this time uh, we can move on to 40 to 1 by Sabaton, another one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, this song is not comedy. Uh, <laughs> this song's not comedy? I, they, no. They're actually serious? <laughs> yeah, Sabaton sounds absolutely ridiculous. They are big, powerful, Swedish operatic power metal. Their band employs a historian. Uh, 40 to 1 cool. is... Yeah, so 40 to 1 is specifically about the event when the Wehrmacht, like during World War II invaded poland and they like blitzkrieg had been working it had been like sweeping through europe just without fail nothing was stopping blitzkrieg until they got to like this this line in poland and the, just these polish soldiers just fucking spanked the wehrmacht for days and it's so badass of a story and it wasn't until that they were outnumbered literally 40 to 1 that the wehrmacht could push through their polish lines 
like during the conquest of Poland. Badass story. Like the country of Poland loves this song so much they invited Sabaton to play it at like their national holiday. Wow. I watched watch Sabaton on YouTube play this in Poland and I mean that is some good fucking humor. Those guys look like the biggest douchebags I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, good for them, and I'm glad they're making their money, but for of fuck's course, sake, yeah. the guy looks like the biggest... Oh, oh I don't even know. It's, it's war metal. It, yeah. it is. These guys are ridiculous, but they're absolute. Every single one of them is a history nerd. You can go through all of their albums, and it's all just different facets of history, and they, they take from all sides. They have songs about the 101st Airborne. They have a song about like the last stand of the sh- of the samurai at, at Shiroyama. Uh, the the winged hussars charging down a fucking hill to just stomp a whole bunch of people. It's, I mean that's it is kind of cool. Like it's really like, cool stuff. Like telling his some history through through music in that mm. way. But they are absolutely ridiculous. There is something, but there's also <laughs> yes. something really funny about hearing them go with Polish hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous, but always just like due to the content of it, gets me so hyped up. It's always on my gym rotation. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm a Polish soldier now. I'll lift that. a goddamn I anything. Get get the pump. Get get the. Uh, okay, so we all know J- Jameson. You we you got your take, Caleb. What do you think about this? Um, Forty to one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm familiar with Sabaton, and you I like the. Uh, I, I, I haven't listened to him as much as Nick, but um, like you know, respect. It's it's fun. It's over the top, and um, I like the history aspect of it. Like, I might I might dabble with them a little bit more, but it's not like it hasn't been like a thing in my rotation. But I don't really, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Like, fair enough. Uh, seven out of ten. Seven no, I'll check it out some oh. more. It's more than more than I anticipated. <laughs> what about you, Gil? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I thought they were a joke band. <laughs> no, they 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 take themselves kind of semi seriously. It's. I, mean, I don't know when the line is sometimes. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. There's, there's got to be like, to some degree, you have to know you got it. You're being over the top, right? Yeah. Like, if, if you don't, then they're de- then like, you know, that's a whole different other thing. But you got to know you're being over the top in a way, and that definitely like, I don't know. I understand that, man. Once you're over the top, you just kind of want to fucking keep going. It's <laughs> <laughs> a reason it's called power metal. Everything, yeah. everything is is just supposed to be over the top. Fair enough. Power right, finger. Well, what, do we got? what do we got? What's the next track? Redneck Vikings from Hell. Yes. This so. song I, <laughs> is by a band called Aether Realm. I've also seen these guys a couple times. They're cool as hell. Uh, they literally had to specify because people kept confusing them for other bands in this genre. Uh, they had to specify in their Twitter in their like Twitter bio, in their on their album like releases, like we're not from Scandinavia. We're not from Finland. We're from North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bunch of literal redneck dudes from like small towns in North Carolina that just decided that they were going to make European style like death metal. Gives me really strong devil went down to Georgia metal vibes. (laughs) Like it has kind of the same layout with the with the talking sections in it like i mm-hmm. immediately listening to it, i was like is this their take on devil comes or went down to georgia is definitely charlie daniels inspired inspired <laughs> so yeah i mean like i don't know like, yeah it definitely 
I would say this one didn't hit me as as as, as much as some of the other stuff on the track. <laughs> it's like yeah, it does it does its job. I didn't know that they were from North Carolina. I actually didn't. Know, I thought I figured this was maybe just like somebody making fun of rednecks or something like that. But <laughs> uh, I thought this people... first these first three tracks were pure comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they they are. Yeah. They, this is them kind of poking fun at their own their own image, I guess. But yeah. I've uh, had multiple. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I've had multiple people like send me them like, oh, I think you really like them. And I think I would like to see them live. Like if I was just at a show and I didn't know them and they came on and be like, oh, this is fun. But it's like, yeah, I don't know if I like, I only listened to it like once. Mm. Once. Yeah. Just once. Yeah, it's fine. This is what it is. I mean, I'm, it's I'm silly. With you. I, w- I would definitely like stick around for their set probably just to like yeah. see how they perform and shit. But I don't know that. Yeah, that's a whole other thing with with you know music and anyways, just like like watching people like musicians perform. Sometimes like I can become I can be very uninterested in the music, but just like interested in like what the fucking drummer is doing back there. So you know, I'll be that guy staring at him in the fucking crowd. <laughs> yeah, these these guys aren't terribly dedicated to their image. The first time I saw them was actually in Bellingham on, when they were on tour with Alestorm and like. For half of their is a, set. Is that a second Alestorm shout out? Yes, this is the, this is the second Alestorm shout out. Okay. I, start, have to, start having to pay them. I know. That, this is why I didn't actually include Alestorm on this on this list, is because I knew we'd talk about them. But you but, saw um, them in Bellingham, huh? Yeah, I saw these guys in Bellingham. Uh, they had a, a show in Vancouver get canceled due to some kind of power issue at a venue, or I don't know what. Um, so they just played a random show at uh, Wild Buffalo in Bellingham. And they had a projector up on screen, which was just a way too zoomed in face of Thomas the, Thomas the Tank Engine with these like glowing red eyes. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> they were not at all. Fuck out of me. They were not at all dedicated to that Viking aesthetic. They were all dressed like it up on stage, but they had like a weird amount of Thomas the Tank Engine memorabilia around. It's like it was a weird inside joke. They've just taken too far. <laughs> I, I, I no longer want to see them live. <laughs> I I hate that. Like that fucking meme with Harry Potter and the tanks behind the, tr- the little car when they're flying. Uh, it gives me so much anxiety. Anyway. What about that mod for Skyrim that replaces all the dragons Fuck, with no. Thomas the Tank Engines that just fly around picking people up? That's worse than Macho Man Randy said. Yeah, I prefer the Macho Man one. Personally. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay, this this redneck song takes us right into it. Yes. Redneck song. I. I did. If you if, if you guys COVID. didn't notice, I did try to have some semblance of a flow to this playlist. Um, Wait, so we we didn't get Jamo's take on Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. yeah. Let's let's hear on, what you have to I say got, I got the on Redneck right. Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and like I said, the like strong devil went down to Georgia, oh, Vikings, did. which made me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like I could listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. If it came into your daily mix, you would no. I would skip it. Mm, You would would skip it. it. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Unfortunate. I'm 0 for three today. Okay. I really want to. (laughs) All right. Well, let's try it. Let's try it. How does Wheeler Walker Jr. stick with it? All right. So Jameson covered Wheeler Walker on his playlist, but I I had to I had to bring my own side of things into it. Uh, Redneck shit with you. Yes. Uh, So. Jamo, you you picked a very heartwarming, touching song. <laughs> All the pussy you will slay. 
uh, about, you know, obviously his relationship with his son. Um, I picked probably what I feel to be a core wheeler track, and it's just about doing redneck shit. And this is hands down the most deranged fucking song I've ever heard. Like, well, have you listened to a song, Family Tree? Yes. That, I mean, that's right up there, too. But, I mean, there's just as much incest in this one. But Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not lying. Incest is in these days, guys. It, I guess it really <laughs> is. I don't know. I just, I, I love this song. Game of for that. So this, was, <laughs> this was exposed to me by uh, our, our friend Luke Gillespie. Oh, yeah. And he prefaced it by telling me when I first heard this song. It was like, oh, yeah. We, we've been watching the season of Archer where, like, Cheryl becomes an outlaw country star. And I was like, you know, I never really listened to a lot of outlaw country. And Luke was like, oh, I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he put this on and he gave me the whole spiel that I think, JMO, you gave last time. He was like a he was a, like a Nashville recording artist that just went out, decided to strike out on his own and make a ridiculous outlaw country album. And, I, and the song starts off so almost normal. And then it just devolves rapidly into the just the nastiest shit you can think of someone doing. And he just like plays it off like it's just a normal thing that rednecks do. Taking pictures of my mama while she's trying to take a shit. Throwing rocks <laughs> at cripples and laugh when they get hit. It's poetry. It's <laughs> yep. modern, modern day poetry, man. This is, is that far is more that up. <laughs> uh, this is like far more up my alley, and uh, I'll give it my stamp of approval. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, what, what one and one and four now? Doing great. Caleb, you gonna bet? You gonna jam this one? one? Three. Wheeler's uh, he's silly. Um, <laughs> I, he makes me chuckle, but also go what? Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I'm familiar with Wheeler, so I was like, okay. I didn't really, I didn't really know that you listened to him all that much Nick, but yeah I, clearly I, I listen to all kinds of shit oh, yeah. Dusty, what do you got? <laughs> oh I like it you almost had this head tilt there that was like almost like you were about to contemplate that like I listen to all kinds of shit anyway <laughs> sorry. especially yeah, the wheeler yeah, yeah I've, I've never I, I never really listened to much of him but I, I knew of him so it's solid you gonna you gonna put it you gonna put it in uh, one of your playlists? Wheeler? Mm, no, probably <laughs> not. Unless unless we're doing a you know strictly parody playlist. Fair enough. I could I could easily do one of those. Which would just for me be all weird Al, but <laughs> that'd be a great playlist. <laughs> all weird yeah. Al and then just a Wheeler Walker at the end. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well. What's the next? We got another. Oh, so this is a this is a familiar group, I believe. Yes. So here's where Caleb stops being so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is this is a periphery track. We discussed periphery last week uh, with Blood Eagle, uh, and I could not resist. And obviously, I had to put their 17 minute long just flagship song on this album. Uh, I think this is probably one of my all-time favorite songs every time it even comes up on like shuffle i stop to listen to it every time but it's just an absolute masterpiece of progressive metal and that's yeah, it's, all i really I, have to say i about will it. say i think i listened to the whole thing maybe like once or twice that when, when going through it i went <laughs> i would uh i went through it though i made it my purpose to listen to the whole thing the first time and then i would just like sort of like get the gist Get, get the gist, get the gist. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's a long it's, song. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a lot to take in. I'm not. It's not that bad though. I mean, like again. What? What do you mean not that bad? It's incredible. It's excellent. It's, let, let me put my hat so, in. Caleb, Caleb, Here we go. All right, let's, Caleb, let's hear your hat. Yeah, okay. Jameson, throw it in. So this song is an investment, and I fucking lost money on this investment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> it's so goddamn long, I had to look at my phone 15 times and like, <laughs> is this motherfucker over yet? And it's Still just going. never over. <laughs> and eight minutes in, this dipshit with that the talking clean vocals, like some sort of Rico Suave motherfucker, <laughs> comes in and ruins the song even more. Oh my god! It, so I think I think this is probably out of the whole playlist. This is no, no, I lied. Never mind. I was gonna give this my trash stamp, but nope. <laughs> We'll Dude, get there. We've got more to go. <laughs> Certified trash. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, Caleb, like... help, help, help me out here, Caleb. This, this is this is one of my favorite songs. And <laughs> the guy you're talking shit about, he's the lead singer of a band called Sixth. Um, and they are I'll kind check of that a... one out on my list to never look at. <laughs> what are they called? Zinc or Sick? Sixth. S-I-K-T-H. Um, and uh, they're kind of they're kind of an overlooked uh, in some circles like band that kind of helped uh, you know we, we we don't say gent is a genre but they were kind of like one of the people that were playing with those kinds of vibes or whatever you want to say about it but um, the song is actually about um, a like uh if if like the whole like conspiracy theory about like reptilians being like people who lead the world like they just take over and um create a, an oppressive regime Hold over on. the world are we it's not a conspiracy it? if it's true maybe we talk about are we talking about the anunnaki here <laughs> something like that but um basically like I didn't it's about this podcast it's maybe <laughs> it might it, it, it might not be like it might not be like specifically that it could just be like you know metaphor yeah. you know but it's basically about like a really oppressive um, like world order, you know, just wrecking the, you know, some society or whatever. And um, it's epic and it's a masterpiece and it's an emotional roller coaster and it's composed majestically, perfectly. And I'm going to punch Jameson in his fucking face. I'm going to hold him down. <laughs> <laughs> hey! No! It's almost September, boys. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna. We're I'm gonna. Getting whipped and Jameson's getting punched. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna hold him down. We're gonna punch the soles of his feet. We're gonna beat his feet. No! <laughs> <laughs> hold him down, Ramon. <laughs> I was waiting for it. He just wanted to say it. He said it. It was gonna. It was gonna be unspoken, but no, no, it wasn't. This is an audio-only podcast. Sometimes you just have to say it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, again, like for me, it's like this is all. I don't know. Like I'm, I can get into it, but my attention span tends to like want to tune things out after a while, and I know that's bad to say, but it's like. It's just sort of one of those things that like, so after like 10 minutes, I'm probably like, I don't know if I'm going at the rest of the seven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
The but thing is, is like it's not one of those songs where, where, where someone's going to stand next to you and be like, no, no, you got to wait till the good part kicks in because every <laughs> part of the song is the good is part. Is the good part, yeah. yes. Well, and that's what I mean where it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm glad I listened to the whole thing once and I'm glad I listened. I, like, I don't know. It's, it's nice. Like... It's. I'd see them live again, like we were talking about earlier, where it's like I'd be interested to see the entire thing performed because that would be like a cool, like, feat to me, you know, to watch this whole thing perform. But like listening to it that like one time through is be like, that's awesome, that's intense. Moving on to the next metal song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak, speaking of, <laughs> uh, up, up here, uh, I, I think I've mentioned before that I've listened to a lot. Obviously, as a guitarist, my Spotify is full of just guitar porn. It's just <laughs> gratuitous shredding and progressive metal licks that are just inundating my Spotify playlists. And um, this is one of the ones that actually stood out to me. So this is a guy named Steven Toronto who was literally just like a bedroom guitarist that took off just because of the way that, A, he's stupid good. But stupid good guitarists are a dime a dozen. Hold on, though. What's the name of this track? This is Pixel Heart Verdant uh, by Steven Taranto. Okay. Is it Taranto? I don't know. Any relation to Tarantino? <laughs> like cousin, maybe cousin situations or something? <laughs> this is alter ego. Tarantino. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Either or. <laughs> I actually really fucking dug this track. So this one actually, when I when I first heard it. I mean, I'd heard a lot of gratuitous shredding songs before, but this one really stood out to me because it reminded me of, like, old Grant Kirkhope, like, video game soundtracks, like an old Crash Bandicoot or, like, Spyro-type soundtrack. And I was you like... You could turn this... off fucking Mario Kart and play, listen to this song. Play. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it sounds like that kind of weird, off-the-wall, bouncy, just weird, bleepy, bloopy music, but he's just doing it all on guitar. It's, I don't know. I thought I, I just thought it was a lot of fun to listen to. I don't have much of a deeper thing to say about it. No, I, but I like I thought it was a cool a cool pick because again I, I was like I'm into this one. Like I found myself uh, just kind of like when I was like doing shit this week listening to the playlist. This is kind of one of those like hype. I'm like I feel like I'm moving faster all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, James, what about you? Yeah, I. I dug this one and I agree I got the I got the video game vibes from it too like totally noticed that thought it was good not same thing not a ton to say about it but I listened to this again for sure wow the rare positive rating (laughs) oh it's solid like a rock like a rock <laughs> like a Chevy pickup yeah dude <laughs> it's uh gives me yeah um the Mario Kart level I think it's you're on the highway or something like that I get that Toad's Turnpike yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like I, I get what you guys are saying like about like cause it reminds me of like the the things about you know just that kind of wanky um proggy guitar driven music i i really enjoy that stuff um you know it, it reminds me of like kids who maybe like grew up listening to like steve Vai and joe satriani but they're also like playing in 64 and then they got amazing at guitar and then made this and i'm like fuck yeah this is this is cool that's exactly who that kid is i think he's like this guy is just our age he makes all of his music from his like bedroom office in the same way that i do just i do it shittier what is, well, what's if the name Stephen of your project tarantino man? is listening good job yeah once again let's uh 
take a quick word from our sponsor, String Lights, everybody. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm String Lights, and this is my office that you can't see, but I'm here. But I'm here. <laughs> you own too many guitars. I own just the right amount of guitars. No, you Actually, don't. Too I got, hang on, I've got I've got one more that I've been looking at. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. I, we got to talk about guitars, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like this track has gotten like a rare, like pass from all of us really. yeah uh, this mm-hmm. is I, i'm surprised this is one i i put in here because it's a, a personal favorite of mine i didn't think it would actually be received so positively well, well enjoy play that while you can oh. <laughs> i, I kind of i'm not gonna lie i kind of put it in there to annoy you guys no i loved it i thought it was awesome yeah uh, captured my my pixel heart uh what what's the next song though dude i i gotta be honest it's not going to be like a habit of mine to listen to. <laughs> you like some Silverstein? Some some Silverstein? Some Silverstein? No, oh, I, I definitely grew out of those girl jeans, but Boo. Uh, the, 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 the bad habits, man. Like <laughs> it, it starts off pretty whiny, like right out the gate, Ugh, and that's why it's I Silverstein. can't stand it. I know, and so it's like, but it's, like, it's exactly what I expected as soon as I saw the name. I was like. This makes sense. <laughs> Good. Sorry, All right, well, Nick, I'm, I'm going to say pass on this one for me. Oh, well, <laughs> wait a minute. I think I think that sound you're hearing, Nick, is a um, is an ally because oh. fuck all you guys. Oh, this is no. great. Fuck and this yeah. got this got added to my liked playlist to yes. which I've listened to it many times. It was an immediate shot of nostalgia for me, Fair like enough. listening to it in my pocket. I was like. This fucking sounds like Silverstein. <laughs> and I let the whole playlist go through once. Like, that's my new thing. I listen to your guys' playlist without looking at who any of it is. And then the second time through, I'll look at the bands. And uh, yeah, dug this one. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah, this is, I think this is one of their newer singles. Um, I, I actually, I, I remember when I first found Silverstein, it was because I was looking for power metal on LimeWire. Um, and I was just searching things that <laughs> might you silver hang on I, yeah. I was searching for things that might be in a power metal song so I was searching things like wizard and dragon <laughs> and sword and yeah, so one of the top sword. results was your sword versus my dagger by Silverstein and since I'd never heard of Silverstein I thought they were talking about some like epic like silver chalice and they had a sword and dagger song and I was like oh this is gonna be some fucking power metal it was not. It was straight up like post-hardcore emo. Yep. And I had no idea that was going to be like my favorite album of that year. That was, I think that was Discovering the Waterfront. Fair. Yeah, but solid album. This, the mm-hmm. whole like, like the vocals have some like really catchy like fucking like hooks to them. To them. The, uh, as I'm like kind of listening to this again. But mm. like Jameson, you said, you mentioned nostalgia. It does send me right back to like when I fucking remember picking up their album. Like the sword versus the dagger whatever the fuck you know like <laughs> like when they're kind of <laughs> popping off like i don't know like i yeah it's just this doesn't hit this 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 doesn't hit the same for me what about but gil what about for you oh i like this kind of stuff gives me that yep. nostalgia i was like like good you know stuff every once in a while or some pop punk or some screamo as we used to call it. oh for sure i feel like i haven't listened to a lot of like that like screamo or like pop punk in a while man and so it's kind of it's been interesting like getting it reintroduced to like familiar sounds i'd say oh yeah it's definitely that, like that is the takeaway i'd have from that from that track yeah 
definitely made a comeback for me over the last year. Definitely. All that stuff again. Yeah, I mean, Jer- I can think we can thank Jeremiah also for shoving it like probably down <laughs> mo- some of our throats, like getting it like back on our radar. But um, Caleb, what do you? Let's hear it. Well, do I don't. Do I need to get the gavel out? Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it maybe like a soft Sorry, hit with the gavel because um, it's already like I, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of legs to stand on because like back in that day, I was like I enjoyed you know like the used uh, My Chemical Romance things like that. So it's in that same kind of vein, um, but it was never a band that I got that into. I remember specifically in ninth grade, handing Caleb one of my headphones and being like, "Listen to this." And it being Silverstein and him hating it then. So there's a long standing history. It's just, I mean, like, you know, to say, to say positive things about it, like, yeah, it's that kind of, it does give me that nostalgic feeling because that was such a, you know, specific era and it has catchy, um, you know, melodies and things like that. But it's, it's the, the Silverstein is just not the chalice I want to drink from. <laughs> all right well to move away from silverstein i do want to point out that featured on this song uh, is a guitar solo by a guy named aaron marshall of his project intervals yeah, um good. yeah intervals is fantastic it's another one of those like, in- incredibly like guitar driven i don't even want to call him metal uh but he's very progressive like heavy jazz jazz influences like heavy fusion stuff incredible guitarist like he's basically the type of guitarist I, I model myself after when I play guitar. I want to be like that guy. He's just that good. Well, what's on the, the Silverstein of- song or going into the yeah. next one? Uh, oh, th- okay. This is on the Silverstein song. Uh, it's the, the featured artist is Intervals and he does the guitar solo. Gotcha. Which is why it was way better than any of those guys can play. I was wondering about yeah. that. Then I saw Fair it. Enough. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I mean, Silverstein isn't really like the pinnacle of like musicians, Freddy. I would say. No, but intervals definitely is. Yeah, I'd say like I probably check out. I'll probably dig dig into intervals after that then. Yeah, Ooh. check out the uh, song "Touch and Go." I think that's a great starting point. That's a, a really fun one. Maybe that or siren song, but the instrumental version. He had a he had some vocals on one of his albums that were just not great. Jameson would have some very strong opinions about the the vocalist <laughs> on that album. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well. uh what's the next track it's, a, it's what hey jared what's the song again yes this is this is a a, a, a former like probably will one of you will probably ask me at some point uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so hey i thought that would be a funny thing to put in this podcast particularly this uh playlist reviewing one but this is jared alonji he a long time ago got real famous on youtube for putting out a video of like things that pop punk vocalists say on stage and it's just you know your standard guy dressed exactly like me right now uh flannel (laughs) shirt v-neck backwards ball cap probably sometimes some like the crim glasses running around you know trying to do pump up the crowd with your standard pop punk phrases like he pulls up like a a slice of pizza out of his shirt pocket at one point well that's just practical you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's like a good pocket pizza yeah, yeah, but sure. he's he was also like an outstanding musician that just hit none of his bands ever really took off. So we just started doing like shitty comedy on YouTube for a while and it just kept taking off. He, he had a super successful parody band called Sunrise Skater Kids, which was a pop punk band. There were some of that 
on your original playlist that I really enjoyed. Yes, there was. Um, I had a couple. I think I had a couple Sunrise Skater Kids songs on there. That it's all parody. All of them are like direct ripoffs of like Neck Deep, Four Year Strong. Some things we're going to talk about later. <laughs> Is but, this was this made to be parody as well? This so this song isn't just a parody. It's straight up plagiarism. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, he he was so often accused of plagiarism when he would tell people like in his songs and on stage and in YouTube descriptions that he was directly ripping off artists to make fun of them, and then people in the comments would accuse him of like stealing other people's songs. So he wrote this song, which is just riffs from metalcore bands of that era. Hmm. Like he, there's not an original thing in this song except for the lyrics. Really? Except for, I mean, but that's, overall I mean, that makes the song super original. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's, it's a quilt at this point. It's a T-shirt quilt. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, he he rips off uh, like Devil Wears Prada is in there. Memphis Mayfire. Uh, my God, I think the used is in there. He calls he calls the band amidst the graves demons because it was the most <laughs> generic sounding metalcore band name he could think of. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a total throwback like the whole song starts off with under oath that sounds so accurate you think you're listening to under oath until the lyrics are just not quite the same <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's 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 a nostalgia trip that's yeah, what this song is that, for that definitely makes sense like listening to it because it just goes through yeah i'm listening to that part it's like Yeah, yep. dude. Oh man, I, it's yeah. I could see that nostalgia trip. I, mm. I, I don't know. I didn't mind this one. It had like <laughs> it had less Silversteiny vocally vocals to it, which I can't. I just like maybe as I've gotten older, I've just gotten a little more guttural like, with what, so, I, what I want out of out yes. of some things. But so actually, the guy singing... has too much of it. I don't like the singing. I like some of the screaming, but I so I, I just this... like the music mostly in this. Just to clarify. The screaming and the singing is all done by a guy named Johnny Frank. Um, and Johnny he was, Frank? Yes, and he was he was the front man of, I believe, Attack Attack. Um, and, yeah, and that band never really took off. And now he has a new band called Bill Murray, spelled as like one word with a bunch of different letters. Uh, he's like an actual professional musician. Uh, Jared actually, not you, Jared, but Jared Alonji actually gets a well. Really, he gets along pretty well with a lot of like, kind of the the major players in those scenes. Yeah, I don't get along with them. <laughs> <laughs> you got beef. Yeah, I'm on the outside. <laughs> but he he brings him in quite a bit to to do cool projects. But That's cool. if you like metal, if you like metalcore of that era. That sort of and there's there's some emo in there as well. Like this this is a big throwback song. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say that like it's kind of cool what he's done creatively, like with like fueling one thing into the next. Like that's really cool. I admire that, you know. Uh, and like knowing that that's kind of like meant to be like not just like a parody, but almost like a direct like sort of like it's an homage. Homage, yes. Yeah, learning I think, the, I think that's kind of cool, actually. Learning the thing about it yeah. helps me appreciate it more. Yes, but at the, on the same token... Do I need it? one um, gavel? No, 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 I don't think so. It was okay. Um, but <laughs> the for me, anyway, the, uh, the, the story behind how the song was 
you know, derived and all that is better than the song. There was some, <laughs> there was some parts that I liked. Like I was like, oh, that's cool, I like that. Or other parts, I was like, nah. Yeah, now it I know comes why. off comes off very generic, but hearing the story, it that's basically exactly what it's supposed to be. So he was successful. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was designed because that. Gil, are you adding it to your daily mix? Mm, we'll see. I mean, I like that style, but my daily mixes just generate themselves. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a bad question. You're ah, slave but... to the algorithm. Yeah, basically. Artists <laughs> ask Gil to be on his daily mix, not the other. <laughs> send applications. <laughs> yeah. They send him demo tapes. <laughs> Dude, that's where the demo Yeah, I'll put you on <laughs> You're not going to make it. I'll send you a tape. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, got a, I got a tape for you. You got a tape? You making the tape? Yeah. Actually, no. Um, I'm, since I'm working on that, that Synthwave EP, one of the things that I talked about with some of our other friends, the, the Dix boys, Elliot and Calvin, was I'm going to go over there and track my masters through their like big-ass old 70s tape recorder okay. so I can release a cassette tape version of my EP. That, yeah. uh, you know, no one's be like, gonna be able to listen to it. Nope, there will be like ten copies in existence for no reason. It's okay, dude. The last time the Leper album that me and Jeremiah made, uh, we we put like we did. We ha- I have like two copies of it on tape, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tapes a it's a superior format. Yeah, sometimes S- said no one said <laughs> as long as you have a pencil. <laughs> you you can wind it back up. Yeah. I'm actually going to be releasing my final album on 8-track and Laserdisc. 40, 45, oh God, some Betamax. Put me down was, for a Laserdisc. I was ranting about Laserdisc the other day to somebody. Laserdisc, like, I would wish I could collect, collect them and, like, get a, using, uh, a usable fucking Laserdisc uh, player, but they're all, like, like everything you find online. I'm not going to get into it right now. This is not about the podcast. I just want, I, my, I'll put my final two cents in. The superior version of Return of the Jedi is the one that's on Laserdisc. That is the only good one. I don't know if anybody's ever said that. I've watched Poltergeist <laughs> on Laserdisc. My, you Poltergeist on disc? Laserdisc, yeah. Dude. Yeah. I think Time Bandits, too. Time Bandits? That's a, oh, that's a Jean, Jean Van, Jean-Luc, uh, no, God, I'm getting my, oh my God, this weird. Jean-Luc Picard? Jean-Luc Picard? No, Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme. JCBD? <laughs> it's a classic, classic. Anyway, let's move on to the next goddamn track. We're talking about <laughs> movies at this point. Anyways, What's speaking of Jean-Claude track? Van Damme, uh, this <laughs> next track is called Your Graduation by Modern Baseball. We're going from metalcore straight into what is called Midwest Emo. Uh, that's an actual thing? Yes, Midwest Emo is its own genre that was essentially started by Modern Baseball and another band called American Football. And I promise you they don't all have sports-related names. Hey, listen. So modern Baseball, they're from like Pennsylvania, though. <laughs> Yes, Midwest. Uh, it's it's just the style that yeah. is is called Midwest emo. I don't I don't know Listen, why. I don't know the history. Midwest emo is not a genre. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I always just thought of this as pop punk. So uh, they actually were classified as as kind of like indie pop punk for a long time, and then so many bands were coming out that kind of sounded like this. Like eventually, bands like Tiny Moving Parts got lumped in with them. American Football. I mean, 
I'm totally spacing on this, but I could make a 25 song playlist for pretty much any of the genres on my playlist and Midwest emo would be a really easy and fun one to do, I think. Which yeah, I never really got into modern baseball, but I had like heard of them as being one of the like forefathers of emo music. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed this one for sure. I liked it. Hmm. So I like this, this one. band a lot though, so. Hmm. This this one for me is it. I didn't discover them until just a, a few years ago, actually. But they they always felt super nostalgic to me. Like they have a song called uh, "The Weekend." Is that, oh, that going to be on, on my, yours? Yeah, okay. it's on we, my playlist. <laughs> we won't we won't talk about that one then. Anyways, it this whole their whole shtick just reminds me so much of being that like nineteen twenty year old piece of shit kid in a small town with like nothing to do. But like, fuck around, hang out with your friends, go to the coffee shop, maybe play a show, get drunk on the weekends. And it's just that kind of, it's like a pause in, I think, a lot of our lives that we had. Very, very, very tear jerking for me. Not tear jerking, but it pulls my heartstrings. It pulls simpler times. It pulls your string lights. (laughs) String lamps. Did I say it wrong? Either way, no. String it's, lamps. Uh, string lamps. <laughs> I'm going to start a band called String Whoa. Lamps, and we're going to fuck you. <laughs> oh, no. You will not that's survive. How, hey, that's how no, Serenus was a, born, it's, out of spite. It's a good track, I, I, either way, dude. I, I, I think you're right. Like, it's got some, like, fucking... It reminds me of that energy that I think we all had mm-hmm. uh, in, that, in that moment you're talking about. But, yeah, it's... Huh. Like... It definitely drives a little bit for what it is, which I kind of appreciate. Like those drums. Yeah. I, I don't know. What's everybody's take on it, though, overall? Modern I mean, baseball. Gil likes it. Caleb, you gonna um, you gonna put you gonna jam? Yeah. It? You gonna know you gonna play it? No. Um. I, I think it drives like a golf cart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my not my thing. It's it was fine, but I was also like. I was ready for it to be over, like 30 seconds in. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I was like, nah, this isn't my shit. But <laughs> I do, I do shit. like, I do like the sentiment of the song. Like the lyrical content was like, yeah, like what Nick was saying, like just kind of it, it is that kind of vibe, and yeah, that's fine. And then Jameson, what about you, man? Did you mention? I can't remember. Did you? Yeah, say- I already, I already got this one. Yeah, fair enough. It's a, gets a stamp for me. I think it made it on it on my daily list as well. I know. I know. Caleb's just gonna absolutely hate my playlist. Caleb's got a soft soft gavel on that one. I think. I'm gonna do it though. The next one though. The next one I think is like a familiar song for all of us. Uh, Taking back Sunday. (laughs) Oh yeah. This this one I just I couldn't resist. It's classic. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like I remember david fucking introduced me to taking back sunday i think that's and, like, that's, this, that's where i got it from too of course track, you know mm-hmm. it's like in, yeah it definitely is a throwback for sure <laughs> but i mean still though i can jam it i mean mm-hmm. like i can jam i can jam this track it's just as soon as those first four chords hit i hear them and then like i don't have any control over my body it's just suddenly it's, your lipstick is collar don't bother yeah, angel the lyrics are so <laughs> yeah. The most melodramatic shit now. That's what senses, I think. Senses fail, I think, might beat him out on the melodrama, but senses mm. fail does beat them out on the melodrama. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Caleb, 
Um, I, I like Taking Back Sunday. I like, uh, I well, I should say, I really got into um, Where You Want to Be. I like that album a lot. Sure. This one's not my favorite. I think this was the previous album. And it was like, I don't know. It's just a different vibe than the one I'm used to, even though they are, there's like, you know, I like the two vocalists. I like the, you know, the way they write, but um, this song always just reminds me of this girl that I dated and she was horrible. So um, I'm good. Bad taste in your mouth. I, I don't have anything to, bad to say about Taking Back Sunday. I like it, but I, I don't love this song. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And it's not their fault. Jameson, if this pops on, you gonna you going to turn it off? No, I will, won't ever turn this off. But um, yes. I feel like uh, in my high school days or when most of us were getting into this like i was really like into a specific type of music like i liked hardcore music and i liked you know death metal and stuff and so anything on the like emo spectrum i just basically called it gay this is for douchebags <laughs> and so but I would say a lot of this stuff uh, was probably a guilty pleasure that I would have never admitted to listening to, but <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, I like it. Now I'm I'm comfortable in my in He's my out and about. Yeah. yeah, I'm out of the closet. I like emo <laughs> music. Okay, <laughs> it's 2021. Can be progressive here, you guys. It's the 90s. <laughs> Still is. It'll never stop. Well, yeah. So I guess it's not. This one's not going to get cut. Is that what? I'm, is that what I'm hearing? Cut. cut yeah. Cut. Oh, I should have had cuts, man. I got to say, cut horse the, the band no, was one of the ones that I did have to cut from this list when we had to cut it down oh, to 25. It's songs. on mine. There's, there's it's on yes. Mine. Horse in mine. Uh, Thank yeah, you. I got top. Saving the day. <laughs> uh, the next track is one I'm familiar with for sure. Um, Frightened Rabbit. Hmm. Definitely, so, as soon as the song hits, I was like, God, I know you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. old, old fashioned. Why was this on here? So, Frightened Rabbit, what, obviously, many, many people out in the world are probably going to have a very similar story. I discovered them. I So, I discovered them from the show Chuck, <laughs> but <laughs> they were in a few episodes, and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool music. And I, I, went, I was going through the soundtrack, and I discovered like quite a few bands from that show. But this one really stuck. Chuck and a filler soundtrack. It, yeah, it did. It really did, man. It's there's some like Foreign Born was on it. There was some like wacky ass '90s shit. Like Teddy Bears was on it. Oh man, it's not as good as the Shrek soundtrack. No, nothing's as good as the Shrek, Shrek soundtrack. Shrek two. Well, Shrek <laughs> is the Counting Crows. Crows. Oh gee. All right, I gotta Shrek say though, the Counting Crows on it. Digimon the movie soundtrack had, was is still to this day an absolute killer. Like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Less Than Jake, mo, uh, oh my God, Fat Boy Slim. Well, we're gonna have to save this. That's the whole. We'll, that's gonna have to we'll be talk a whole about playlist. Fuck. We gotta go like favorite movie playlist review at some point. Uh, that's. It would just be the Wild Wild West soundtrack. We've, we've over and over again. <laughs> All right. I, With I saw Wild Wild West <laughs> again. I saw that movie again recently, and I I got it. Like for years, I yes, (laughs) that movie is an enigma. It is no. For years, I thought it was just this really bad movie that just didn't hit, and none of the like it was just had bad jokes in it. And I saw it again, like 
last year and it, it made sense all of the jokes suddenly landed and it was just one of my it's, it's still like, it's still one of my favorite movies it's like memento you know you just takes <laughs> you watch it a ton of times it had you probably had to watch youtube videos like after you watched tenet you'd be like all right what the fuck just happened the thing is wild west wild wild west was just too ahead of its time it was it was too futuristic to be even called bleeding edge at the time they knew what the sense of humor of the elder millennials would be like <laughs> in the 2020s <laughs> and they made that movie for us well anyway well there was no frightened rabbit on that soundtrack oh so. no okay well we, okay i got in the weeds <laughs> i said i wouldn't Okay. Bring them in. It's okay. <laughs> I'm here to be the weed whacker. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Frightened Rabbit is one of those bands that, like many other sad boys, um, was with me during some very dark periods of my life. Oh yes, that's. Um, I mean, that's definitely that's definitely where I found them. I remember yep. a guy named Todd that I was in AmeriCorps with passed them along to me, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I can still definitely get into them. It's unfortunate that the the singer like passed away, but yeah, I was actually I was I was pretty sad about that. It was Scott. So Frightened Rabbit basically doesn't exist anymore because it was just Scott Hutchinson's band. And when he uh, he ended up, he ended up taking his own life, he jumped into the Firth of Forth, which was such a Scottish thing. I actually didn't know what it was. I had to look it up, and it's a river. Um, it's a river called the Firth of Forth. Yes, and it's not even like fourth the number. It's F O R T H. So, huh. I I still don't fully know what it means. It's just extremely Scottish. Uh, but I decided to pick this song, old old fashioned, because I figure it's one of their less sad songs. Because this is like the saddest Scottish band you can listen to. And old old fashioned, I think, was just like a nice little, a little bit happier of a song. It's more about like kind of taking a break turning all your like devices and lights and off and listening to the radio and just taking a break from the world a little bit it's a nice song i like it jameson you gonna look what's your yeah I, I i liked this one i felt like uh it just had like if this one popped up on the radio like top 40 song it wouldn't surprise me like you get a lot of like lumineers or early um what was that other fucking uk bands mumford and sons exactly i I get those kind of vibes from this folk pop and so yeah yeah i would say it's fine fair enough i i would say that in defending the rabbit that this definitely i think might predate mumford and sons oh yeah Uh, a lot yeah yeah. i'm sure yeah. yeah but you're right dude like they do have like like they do have kind of a bit of that sound uh but yeah i mean what about you gil Oh, I like this. It reminds me, reminds me of the front bottoms a little bit. That's, uh, I know you hate. I know you hate that band. But, Do you have any front bottoms in your playlist? Oh yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> I have. I have words. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's just kind of that. You know, I just like this style of music though. So. I, I I do have a fun fact about Frightened Rabbit and about their last song ever released. Um, I was watching the movie Skyscraper starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Every good star- story starts with a Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> this, this movie came out in 2018 after, after Scott Hutchinson died, actually. Um, 
and I sat through this whole movie, and it was okay. It was your standard summer blockbuster Dwayne the Rock Johnson Wait, movie where correct. he just does shit. He released <laughs> Rampage at the exact same time, and I'm was like, that, yeah. this is the same movie. Was was skyscraper the one where he doesn't have a leg? Yes. Okay. So he's he's a he's a veteran missing a leg, um, which was pretty cool. Like putting limits on Dwayne Johnson like makes him act a little better. I just think. Makes you <laughs> he has no limits. Okay. It, he does when he's I'm, missing a leg. No. No. It, I've seen limits. how much sushi he can eat. <laughs> but no, so that movie was a totally standard Dwayne Johnson movie. I enjoyed it. My taste in movies is pretty garbage anymore, so I don't know if I'm qualified to review films. Was there is breaking breaking news on the on the rock front right now. I know. Uh, uh, they're making a Jungle Cruise 2. Now they're speaking of The Rock. So, uh, didn't the first one just come out? Yep. Yeah, did they announce the second one? You heard it here first. Jungle oh, Cruise good. 2. Jungle Cruise 2. I did, really like, I, I, I did really, really like the Jumanji movies. It's actually going to co-star Steve Carell's car- uh, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs. You heard it here you heard first, it here. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Disney owes me so, so Anyways, back back Spoiler. to I, I, hang on. Yeah. I got, before Caleb, you 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 insert yourself on this one. Back to skyscraper. Yeah, I yeah, sat yeah, through this entire mediocre ass movie, and the end credit song, it was an unreleased frightened rabbit song that was like produced better, had like a more electric sound to it, but the voice was so familiar that I was like losing my goddamn mind because I was sure it was frightened rabbit, but I'd never heard this song before, and I knew he was dead. And so I had to go and like look through this entire thing, and it was a song that Frightened Rabbit made for the movie, for oh. the Dwayne Johnson movie Skyscraper, released in 2018. Oh my god! <laughs> that is only, to my knowledge, it, it can only be listened to during the end credits of Skyscraper with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Man, terrible, this is man. a bit morbid, but do you think that's why I ended it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I laughed too hard. Uh, I think you're right, Jameson. Well, dude, like to be honest, that is like a, a rotten way for Frightened Rabbit to be remembered as like as mm-hmm. like you know that that band at the end of Skyscraper. Or too late. Like, well, because like because they were. I mean, like. Yeah, I don't know. That was like I feel like the opposite of the image that they were like ever striving like, for. Completely the opposite. <laughs> like, like Caleb, what, Caleb, what? what like, okay, so Jared, you, you said it? you said like, oh, I know you. Yeah. Um, to quote uh, the neighbor from Dennis the Menace, I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to know you. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it's that Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, yeah, uh, yep. type of like vibe. I'm I'm you know credit to him if he came first, whatever. But and it's sad, you know, I don't don't want to speak ill of the dead or anything, but. Um, poor guy but fuck man this was I mean I'm just gonna go ahead and not save it for later but this was my absolute least favorite song on the whole playlist whoa I mean there's some okay alright it made my it made my legs ache I felt pain in my body I was like I think I was all clenched up I was like oh I hate it Did did you listen to the whole thing yeah I did Wow, well, good that's dedication. You. I always. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
shit. I was in pain I the whole time. that for the rabbit, man. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry, guy. It's okay. It's okay. You killed the rabbit. You might... <laughs> no, he fucking did. Don't put that on me. Don't put that shit on me. I just skinned it. <laughs> it's right, more than one way. What's the next Must track, okay? Get him. Oh, so the next track. I next honestly beat. could do an entire playlist of way more than 25 songs just on modern pop punk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously uh, it was it was between my two roommates at the time, Pat Baker and Luke Gillespie. Um, Pat got me into like the classics again, which I had really not appreciated at the time. So they got me super into Sum 41. Like, oh yeah, I love Sum uh, 41. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like Sum 41, Blink, all the, all the bands of that era that were just like absolute powerhouses of that like early 2000s pop punk when pop punk was actually popular and huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, I obviously wanted something a little bit newer and I like something with a little bit more edge to it. So it, Luke got me into bands like... Uh, like Rufio, Abandoned by Bears, Chunk No, Captain Chunk. I mean, some of these bands are a little bit more considered something called Easy Core, which is this weird hybrid of hardcore and pop punk. I think it's just the easy. most fun. Yeah, Easy Core. It's great. Uh, genre. But one of the bands that I think really stands out is, as a modern pop punk band is called, they're, they're called Neck Deep. This song is called Can't Kick Up the Roots. I think this song is, will forever be one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it's just a song by a pop punk band that's just about being in your fucking hometown with all the scuzzy people that you hang out with all the time and always will. And it's just a kick-ass song. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm usually not... I usually don't jam too much pop punk these days, but I'm definitely, like... I don't know. For, yeah, this song kind of, kind of hit for a little... I think like lyrically more I kind of connected with it which was kind of shocking to me but what's everybody else's take yeah this one this this one gets a stamp as well this went onto my list it's a good one lyrics are solid makes you makes you think about the early 2000s running around I mean I feel like a lot of this stuff really hits with us being from a small town you know because it's like yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's good. Definitely like this one. Hell yeah! What about you, Gil? Oh, I like Neck Deep. I've I've gotten more into you've gotten Neck pop Deep punk. in Neck Deep. Yeah, I've gotten more into pop punk <laughs> over the last year and a half. Just nostalgia purposes and just stuff that pops up. So pop pops punks up. Yep. They, they come out. <laughs> it's some, um, some We the Kings comes up on my playlist every once in a while. So, some Bayside, you know. If we're speaking of Neck Deep, though, what came first? Neck Deep the band or Neck Deep the Sath song? Neck Deep the Sath song by yeah, decades. Yeah. So, they definitely have... ripped them off. They yeah. did. Serena's and the Hemorrhoids was ripped off by a band from England. Yep. Yep. Yeah, those bastards. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> well, what about the? Uh... Oh wait, no, hold on, Caleb. Um, How do you feel I about pop punk? I I don't hate all of it, but I hate most of it. Yeah. Um... Did you get the gavel out? <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. Although they did rip off Sack, and that's <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, fuck pop punk. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just like. Uh, 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 
It's not Would as you... bad as Scar. Whoa. We'll Hold get on. we'll get into it. Don't worry. We we will. Yeah, yeah. Once you guys yeah. Okay, anyway, Scar yeah, like, side. Let's put Scar side. <laughs> this this was not my favorite song I've heard. Um, it wasn't my least favorite song, but I'd put it in that category. Oh yeah, because your least favorite I... song was Fright and Rabbit, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just I don't know. Like I don't get like I, I do like some like I really enjoyed uh, Blink One Eighty Two's like self title album, but it's a kind of a departure from that pop punk. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's why I liked it. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like pop punk, but I definitely see, like, it can be a bit of a parody of itself. Like, honestly, I can't really tell a huge difference between this song and the next song. Like, you could probably (laughs) convince me that they were just one big song if you took the break out. But that doesn't mean I don't like it, and I'd still listen to it. Yeah, I agree with that assessment, Jameson. That, that was actually a deliberate choice on my part. I, okay. I chose these two songs because they sound so similar. Yeah. Uh, yep. To the point where when I first heard Can't Kick Up the Roots, I could not figure out who sung it. And I'd heard so much Four Years Strong at that point that I was convinced that it was actually <laughs> a Four Years Strong song. And I've even made jokes about it that Four Years Strong's best song is Can't Kick Up the Roots by Neck Deep. <laughs> uh but our, what, we, we might as well just flow right into this next song. We All Float Down Here by Four Years Strong. Yeah, dude. So out of these two, I preferred, I preferred this song for sure. Same. Yeah. Wow. Uh, By a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is uh, someone Wilson here? <laughs> wow. He's going to need to sign something, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen, we know you're listening. If you ever want to be on the podcast, please. <laughs> anyway, I'd love to just wow. love to talk to Owen Wilson about stuff. You think he'd be, he'd build a playlist for us? He just, would. He totally would, and I'll bet you would be a killer playlist. It'd be all tracks be so with the word "wow." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a bunch of Wes Anderson fucking soundtracks. It's, it's <laughs> actually just the World of Warcraft soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Owen, call Owen, call us. Uh, so anyway, we all float down here. Yeah, I, um, like I said, out of, out of the two, like this is uh, definitely my my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the cover. But, yeah, the cover's yeah. badass. Yeah, their album art's always super cool. They've got I, I don't know if it's like one of them that draws it for them, but they usually go with like the same artist for their album art, and it's just a, it's just doodles of these guys being fucking nuts. Fair enough. I but, felt like this song missed some gang vocals. Like I. I feel like uh, like that that era of music, like that was kind of a staple of just yeah. having at some yeah. point somewhat of a breakdown with gang vocals, and uh, I thought would have fit into this well. But like I said, you know, pretty standard pop punky that I would listen to again for sure. But nope. You know what? In retrospect, I should have put. Uh, go down in history on that because there's absolutely gang vocals before the breakdowns in that song. Yeah, like, pretty sure every other song on this album has gang vocals in the exact manner you're describing. When yeah. I think of Four Years Strong, I think of gang vocals and Luke. <laughs> and what? And Luke. Oh, and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Luke. These, this is definitely one of those bands that I got from Luke. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he's gonna be another guest, dude. He has to be another person yes. on this podcast, man. Um. 
Why did Siri get activated? That's creepy. That's shit off, <laughs> Bezos is listening. Or no, not Bezos. That's Apple. That's Amazon. This is Steve Apple. Steve Jobs. He's come yeah, back. The ghost of Steve he's Jobs. Well, dead. he's been haunting me for some time now. S- Steve Jobs actually long. encoded his identity into the cloud. So he can't <laughs> he can't exist on one computer because his mind is too powerful. So he's actually contained within the Apple ecosystem. It's like yeah. Ultron. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like a, some sort of villainous activity. Man. Well, we yeah. talked about reptiles. Now we got to do this. Oh, got to go deep. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, Gil, is this on your playlist already, or did you have to take? Did you have to take it off? Nah, it's like the other ones. Yeah, it's just like it's. Have you heard this song before? Yeah, Four Years Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to not have uh, overlapping of those pop punk artists, but oh for sure. But what about you, Caleb? It's yeah, the same kind of spiel like um did you like this one better than the last one i did i did by a small margin but it's basically dusty just summed it up it's like the others (laughs) it's like the others they all float down here yeah yeah they float i'll tell you what can't get all float down here georgia boy no matter how hard i try i can't get rid of pop punk in my life good It belongs in your life. Accepted. And yeah, just flares no. up every now and then. Learn to <laughs> hemorrhoids. <laughs> Learn to love it. Coming strong off a of four-year strong is uh, actually another band that Luke Gillespie introduced me to because he has literally no boundaries or standards when it comes to music. He just listens to what he likes to listen to. You were I... gonna say in life. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> That's also no, true. That's Luke tough. has no boundaries or standards in life. He will do. <laughs> or eat or just fuck or w- anything he wants to do he did show my moment. wife his penis one time i've seen just his penis. putting that out there. everyone here has seen his penis yeah. so what you're saying is <laughs> honestly i mean he's made that impression upon me so. <laughs> <laughs> anyways now he's now an that impressionable individual now, now, that, now that we've talked him up um, yeah, he, he, him up. so he introduced <laughs> you to how do i how do I say the name? Wanami? Wanima. These guys are Wa- called Wanima. <laughs> uh, they are a Japanese sort of pop punk band. I guess I'd consider them more pop rock. They don't really sound that pop punky in, in the traditional sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but these dudes are not like Tokyo, Japan. These dudes are like straight up southern coast hillbilly type Japanese guys. Really? Like, like you look at these dudes and you can tell every fucking one of these guys knows how to like catch, cook, like clean and cook a fish and it'll taste better than any fish you've ever had in your life. Well, I challenge these fuckers to a cook-off. <laughs> you will loot. Mm, maybe. All right. So fresh or salt water. Uh, well, anyway, let's just move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but this song is called... You, uh, I, I had to look this up because... I don't speak Japanese, and this is written in, in Japanese, but this song is called uh, Tomoni, which just kind of means like all together now or everybody all together. Um, but I have no idea what they're singing about, uh, but it's a really fun sounding song, and I think it really illustrates something that I have been looking into recently as a musician, and that is uh, Japanese song structure. Like their take on Western music is very different from how we perceive our own music. Yeah. Um, initially, I, I've been listening to these guys just because I thought they were like super fun to listen to. 
Uh, but then I started listening to their like their chord progressions and some of their chord progressions, rather than being like, we're so familiar with like a four chord or a five chord progression. These guys have like 12 to 15 chords in one like line. And I, I didn't really understand that until I saw a video of Marty Friedman, uh, the former guitarist of Megadeth, currently lives in Japan as like a uh, recording guitar artist, like regional expert. And he, he broke down what like a Japanese chord progression sounds like. And it's like 15 different jazz type chords, like diminished suspended things that all flow together and like kind of tell a story in just one chord progression. It sometimes takes like so many beats to get, get around to the point, but it, it just flows. And these guys are a great example of this. Oh, did we lose Dusty? Nice. No, I'm here. My cat did something. But, uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, this song, Nick, like, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I, I do like listening to music in another language because I think a lot of the time you can just put the lyrics away and just enjoy the music for what it is and enjoy, uh, the vocalist, like just for how they make noise for a lack of a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. I just find most of the Asian languages to be like a little distracting to me personally. <laughs> I, I just don't enjoy it. Like, uh, like listening to a Spanish band or I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I probably won't ever listen to this one again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, I mean, sort of similar, like, uh, this track, like, I'd be more, I, I don't know. It's not that, like, I have a, an aversion to, like, foreign language and music. It's foreign language or something. Just, you know, non-English and music or whatever. Because sometimes it's really interesting to, like, hear a different language, like Jameson was saying. But I think that, like, I, you know, I hang on that, like, line with pop punk anyway. And so, like, that <laughs> compared, like, on top of, like, not really getting any vocals that I can, like, latch on, any lyrics that I can latch on to without understanding the the, the language. I'm just sort of like, eh, this song's sort of lost on me. Yeah, I know Nick said that this, you don't think this is pop punk, but to me, this comes off as 100% pop punk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think, yeah, an interesting sort of like idea of like how this you know song might be structured or whatever but yeah it, it just sort of i immediately thought it was pop punk I was yeah just has that sound <laughs> yeah i do get the uh the the language issue there because i actually have the same issue with like hearing german in a song it's so just offensive to my ears yeah oh, God. <laughs> dude like, i'm I could never to listen it. to Romstein without just disgust. I just read, I don't know what for, I can't speak much into it, but I just saw an, uh, that the singer of Romstein got arrested in Russia. Ooh. Yeah. Side note. But I was just asking that. someone politely for directions, and they thought he was assaulting them. <laughs> <laughs> just something to say, because they're Russian. <laughs> also an abrasive uh, language. Du hast mich. Wären ist deine U-Bahn? <laughs> So Gil, that way. That was butchered. I don't think Varen is where. Woher? Woher ist? And then I use the. I don't know. I don't speak German, man. Never mind. Uh, anyway, Gil. Uh, so you like pop punk anyway? But did you like this track? I mean, oh, I yeah, can call it pop punk. One. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
it's a fun track fun yes i told you guys but, when i built this playlist it was designed to be frustrating and not to be liked by many of you by many of you divisive controversial no it sticks out for sure sticks out in a good way or a bad way in a good way really comes on at the gym and i'm like all right you going yeah fascinating the energy the energy is there caleb what about you yeah it, it does have that like really positive energy and you know the you know the title of the song which i kind of figured was you know going along with the the album art which says everybody and has like a crab hand and a bunch of weird stuff it's weird <laughs> weird art um like yeah. i i i'm kind of a little bit with jameson about the language thing even though i really love music in lots of different languages but i have like kind of a you know a, a certain branch of languages that i'm more drawn to just the way they sound and japanese is interesting but it it's i haven't quite like i don't know like tapped into it yet but i did notice the weird like chord progression part of it and i was like this is strange like it's a weird take on the yeah, pop punkish adjacent sounding shit um, yeah, it was i think pop it was adjacent fine. is a great a great descriptor for it but is that, it's, is that a it was interesting what no, nothing is a genre <laughs> there's no such thing as genres it's all just guitar tones that's a made-up word genre. Genre. 50 cent that's how, that's how Alex Trebek used to say it genre. Oh, it's like when people say tambra big rip yeah. alright Caleb you, you kind of hit on something I absolutely hate that pronunciation of it that's that how you say it it's infuriating well, it's you, you know what you, you're also tambra. you're also supposed to say or some bullshit like that but it's charcuterie French is the biggest load of garbage the most that has ever been language. passed through human lips I don't I care just, fuck you France I love how shit. we had a whole conversation about like like what we prefer like language wise in music but not all of French. us can just agree that just not French <laughs> charcuterie board is just an adult lunchable Let's be Dark real. Oh, it's never just, thought of it real. like that, but, yeah, but yeah, that's true. It. I'm, I'm behind that. I you support this. Which I, I love some good adult Lunchables. Me too. They make good yeah. food, the French. Sure. Mm-hmm. Great food. Very terrible language. But don't bad. talk in front of my food. You're going to spit in it. You got to fucking spit in it. My, except for the pate. I'm like, I feel like I'm eating cat food. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far off. Like Fancy liver feast. paste. Yeah, the, oh my the duck. What is it? The duck pate or whatever. Yeah, is. yeah, it is. It's oh like a, it's, a, it's like duck liver or something. Like that. Yeah. Although like, I gotta say, like a confit for like frying up an animal in its own fat is a metal as hell, and B just so delicious. Like duck confit is just one of if, if you've never had it, like have it. Yeah, it's definitely a culinary delight. Delight. I don't know if I uh, if I call the next track a much of a delight. <laughs> Definitely not. Right. Since we're in, we're already in Japan. We might as well go straight to baby metal here. This song is called Karate, and I first heard this song on Conan, like on on Conan's show, because Does he just had mean? them on. Yeah. What? what Karate in Japan? Um, uh, it's a uh, it, it's a type of fried shrimp, I believe. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I got that one time. It's pretty tasty. Karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, I saw this band on Conan and it was such a baffling thing to see these like three tiny little Japanese girls in their little maid outfits 
doing their choreographed dance routine and you've got like three zombies in the background playing some of the most absolutely hard-hitting heavy metal like that i'd heard in a while and yeah, obviously these... conan is just sitting there looking just perplexed as hell this yeah. band was like internet sensation of what like 2016 17 somewhere in there yeah something like and it's that. like I, I would have been fine to leave it there and never hear it again. So, I mean, yeah. So let's. I as soon as I heard their voice, I knew what it was, and it got changed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a buddy who sent me a like like sent me some other track by them like a while ago, and it's probably "Gimme Chocolate," which I think is I one of their weakest tracks. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just not really my thing. Caleb, do you like this kind of this kind of um, music? Is this actually metal? Um, it says so, baby metal, so, so I just figured out as the genre also. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll have a breakdown for this. Genre. Just, it's sorry, in- genre. Genre. <laughs> Thank you, Dusty. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, I kind of I I love hate baby metal. Um, I think it's cool. Like it's a weird mash mashup. Um, it's fucking annoying. Um, their yep. their their voices are really grating for me, but it's it's silly. It's like it's fun to like kind of chuckle at. Um, the instrumentation is fucking awesome, um, but that's kind of where my problem is. Is because they're just this like, it's just so like it just smells like like some corporate asshole had like an interesting idea at a music studio and he's like I'm gonna put all these really talented metal musicians and then I'm gonna put this shit in front of them, and it hasn't been done before. Good for you, but it's like I don't know. It's like it's just like a weird take on like a 90s girl band that's kind of um just thrown together and so i don't like that aspect of it and it's annoying but if it was instrumental fucking rad dusty did you how how did this handle at the gym did you listen to this at the gym oh yeah it was all right (laughs) (laughs) it's fine (laughs) it's catchy though yeah so so baby metal is I'm I'm going to explain this one. I don't consider them to be metal. They are straight up pop. This is J-pop that happens to have elements of metal in it. This is Caleb hit the abs- he hit the nail on the head like just intuitively. This is 100% manufactured like industry like streamlined product. Like this is meant to be sold. This is not like this isn't some kids that grew up playing metal, like perfecting their craft. This is like, this is a manufactured industry thing. But the thing is, is that when you actually go and take a look in a lot of these industries, and I saw it when I watched one of the, uh, one of the K-pop documentaries on Netflix, because uh, it was on in the living room. <laughs> it, was, uh, <laughs> it, it somehow got oh, on. I don't know how I, that I have channel got on. on. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but no, what, one of the things I've noticed is that a, a lot of the musicians that actually work in those studios actually do love music and create their own music to the best of their artistic abilities because that's how they that's how they could work music into their career. And so you'll see like the guys that are working like the synth tracks that, that are backing like BTS or one of the million fucking K-pop bands out there. They're making some of the absolute most devastatingly huge like synthesizer driven tracks. And they sound incredible. And they're doing it with like American built like Moog synthesizers, like Dave Smith Prophet stuff, and they're sequencing it in like creative and dynamic ways. Like the backing tracks to this stuff is so cool. And I think Baby Metal is a perfect example 
of legitimate actual metal musicians that found a way to continue their career within the industry because the like the actual backing metal in this is some of the heaviest like smelliest grindiest fucking riffs i've heard i on any track and they're so good yeah but that's part i feel like that's just part of like that process right they're like yeah. yeah how do we like yeah you know how do we like crank this to make it noticeable you know mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 totally just it's it's manufactured product to be yeah. sold, but 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 there's something there is something there behind there that you can enough. enjoy. I I mean, and I feel like that that can be said about a lot of like you know pop music <laughs> and stuff like that. All right, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> of novel, this genre of game, this Yo. alliterative genre, this oh. fantasy genre. This oh no! From the man himself. Oh, from the man. Right. May he may he rest in peace. But he's saying that word wrong. Well, he's French. He's always <laughs> Canadian, but okay, so... is he French Canadian? Nick, what was what was the reasoning for the next track on here? The- the next track, the reasoning what behind kind of this dumbass question is that. Yeah, <laughs> he's letting me talk, man. Let I'm me sorry. talk. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> okay, so this this track is the Asteroid Field by Galactic Empire, but it's not really by Galactic Empire. It is by John Williams, and this is I didn't put this in here because it's my favorite Joel. Galactic Empire track. <laughs> I put it in here because it's my favorite John Williams track. Joel. <laughs> There's the ghost of John Williams in there. Yup. Uh, but so John Williams <laughs> is obviously <laughs> probably without really, really without many of us realizing it, probably one of our favorite musicians. He did Star Wars. He did Superman, E.T., Harry Potter, Indiana Back Jones. To the future, didn't he? Uh, no, that was Danny Elfman, I believe. I think. My whole I, life. Don't is quote a lie. me on that. I don't know if it's Elfman. Don't quote me on that. But it's John Williams. Galactic Empire is a just, it's one of those bands of just studio musicians that A, had a love for John Williams in the same way that I did and decided to put it into metal in what I believe to be probably the most faithful adaptation of John Williams' music done. There have been disco adaptations of his music and all kinds of other shitty ass versions, but. uh, Disco adaptations. Yeah, man. Mecco. Get away. Get away. Remember that? That was in a. They they put a couple of those disco adaptations in a, uh, the Robot Chicken series. They're pretty funny. They're fun to listen to, but meh. Yeah. But I mean, cool. I, d- I dug this for sure. Like for that for that. I mean, how can you not? If it's if you like Star Wars and Iota, then this is worth fucking listening to. Mm. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. These guys could definitely know how to play their instruments. Um, I showed this to my 10 year old nephew and he's just totally nerding out on him now. So (laughs) that was probably the, I'm not my favorite song, but the best part of this playlist was being able to expose this to my nephew. That's cool. And he loved it. That's super cool. That's that's awesome. That's, that's, that's what it's about. (laughs) Real about passing it along, man. Caleb, have you heard this song before? Um, I haven't heard Galactic Empire. I, I actually thought it was Anchorhead, which Nick showed me back in the day. And they were kind of a similar, you know, like a, a metal-ish uh, John Williams cover band, I guess. Um, but no, the Asteroid Field's fucking awesome. John Williams, like, I think, um, I want to go ahead and go out on a limb and say John Williams invented Gent. 
because he has the craziest fucking like just like his his like his rhythmic little like breakdown like da 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 and you're like what what time is this in yep <laughs> like yeah fuck you i'm awesome john mill john williams was doing math rock before anyone yeah it's it's awesome love it nothing yeah. bad to say nothing bad to say gil is this how'd this land on you uh, i just thought it was some generic band covering a star wars song <laughs> you just thought it was some generic band adapting some of the most difficult and dynamic music of all time. I mean, I wasn't surprised that somebody had done this. Oh, <laughs> you're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't surprised either, I guess, but I'm Ugh. glad it happened. Oh, Alan Silvestri did the Back to the Future. Oh, that's all great. Right. Alan Silvestri, he did some of the uh, the Modern yeah. Avengers music, too. And yep, I, I Predator, was... Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Really? Oh. Uh, I know. Forrest Gump. Ooh, Speaking I, I, of Forrest Gump, I think that leads us perfectly right into our next song by Clutch. <laughs> I guess you're not a fan of Clutch then, or you're a huge fan of Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump, but he's a sweet, sweet, dumb man. And so <laughs> the, 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 he is the exact audience that Clutch caters to. That is, oh, yeah, God. absolutely. I totally agree, Caleb. Absolutely Definitely. incorrect. Clutch is one of the. So, I'm not the hugest fan of Clutch, but I'm an absolutely massive fan of this album, uh, Psychic Warfare. This song is called Firebirds. Uh, Clutch is just straight up dad rock. Yeah, it's it's super (laughs) dumbed down, like simple, stupid, and like really poorly done, like uh, motorhead. Like what are you talking about? There's nothing poorly done. Oh my god! You know what reminds me. I of? guess I'm going to be controversial. I dug this track. I Thank you. <laughs> Clutch is excellent. They also have a song called "The Incomparable Mr. Flannery." I want to point out. <laughs> that's, that's not. Really, that's, well, not that's really why you like them. Just be honest. Also, guys, I, uh, I think in that song there's like a lot of Rush references. Um, is it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but no, Firebirds is great. Uh, fuck you guys you're wrong the song has like a weird amount of world building in it like the lyrical content like it sets the stage in this like weird desert driving environment it's just a guy who's constantly driving down the fucking roads for some reason in his Datsun and he meets this woman who may or may not be a figment like a figment of his imagination who wants him to always have a goddamn firebird like a transam firebird and energy weapons whatever that means but the singer just assumes that you know what energy weapons are and that energy weapons are already like a normal thing in this universe because the the, the protagonist the narrator of the song doesn't question it yeah when I first was listening, I was like, he is saying energy weapons. I'm just like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's because whatever's whatever's going on in this world, energy weapons are normal. You accept it, you move on. They live in this weird desert world where like having a firebird and energy weapons is cool as fuck. Badass. Oh man, so am I the only one that clutch clutch? Yep. That reminds me of methamphetamine. <laughs> it's just And everything that goes along with it. It just reminds me of uh, from the the start of School of Rock, that shitty band that Jack Black played in. Oh, No Vacancy? Okay. Yeah. No vacancy. <laughs> that song that they're playing at the start was just okay. like this. That, a, that song was cool as fuck. B, the singer of No Vacancy was Adam Pascal, like a celebrated Broadway singer who was like, he was a lead in Rent for decades, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That was. Oh that song is. Oh, okay, great. This song. song still fucking sucks. Now you're Anyways. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you guys are all completely wrong. This song is kick-ass, but I appreciate the vitriol. I appreciate <laughs> the violence. That's what I came here today for. <laughs> all right, Nick, so what's the next track on the list? Up next, we have Energia by Ruskaya. Energia. All right. This is... I, I didn't manage to fit, like, a traditional ska song on, on my playlist, so but I did manage to fit this fucking wild-ass ride of a weird song. Oh. It is this... a weird song. <laughs> it is a weird... I don't mind. I don't mind some ska. This Taste, is tasteful ska. This but this this is this... not in that direction. So. You're no. wrong. You're this, wrong. This song is the weird, weird love child of like polka and ska so and punk rock and just big hairy fucking Russian guys. <laughs> This fucking song is badass, and yes. I listen. I listen to it with my son, and we fucking basically have a circle pit in our front room every day. Dude, that's this fucking, fucking cool. Song that's, is rad. That's fucking cool. Oh, oh my god. So we, we first discovered this one because we were watching probably... Th- so they're on Napalm Records, and Napalm is excellent at managing their content on YouTube. We were probably watching, like, Rasputin by Tear, like, their take on... Like, Tear's take on it. Or we were watching Glory Hammer or Ailstorm, any one of the number of, like, Napalm Records bands that all are just in this general atmosphere of weird European shit. And Ruskaya came on, and their music video isn't even like a normal music video. It looks like old Soviet-era cartoon propaganda. (laughs) And we were just so goddamn confused listening to this hype-ass fucking song, watching these cartoons, and we're just like, what the fuck is this? And we just kept playing it over and over again. It's great. I still listen to this song. It gets me hype as hell. They have another song called Autodrome. I have been. I'm long live. (laughs) I've not been indoctrinated very well. I can't think of a <laughs> like, that's Soviet funny. dictator. <laughs> Stalin. Stalin or Lenin. <laughs> yeah. Putin. Go get him, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. Uh, Caleb, Caleb, what do you think? Yeah, this is your most hated genre. <laughs> it's, sure. It was it, it was really hard for me to... Don't make Gilbert get that out again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was hard for me to choose which one I hated more between this and Frightened Rabbit. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a close tie, maybe. maybe. Oh uh, but it's... It, yeah, it's every, everything you just described. It's ska, it's punk, it's uh, polka. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think, like... Um, I have an appreciation for the Russian people. They're they're crazy and they're, you know, hardcore. But I don't want to. I want to go hang out with different Russians. I don't like this. So, so fun fact: these guys aren't actually even Russian. They're like oh a bunch my. of they're a bunch of like Poles and Austrians in a band together. They just like the aesthetic. Oh my God. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean that kind of makes them posers, but yeah, dude, exactly. It's like motherfucking posers. Too. As, soon, as soon as I heard the fucking horns, I was just like, "Fuck you, Nick." <laughs> yeah, dude, I did think I was like, "What the fuck is Nick doing with this song?" <laughs> I listened to this on your original playlist, and I'm so glad it made the cut because yes. this, I, I'm with you, Nick. This is fucking great. I mean, Jameson, your story was fucking, was fucking cool. I, think I love makes, it. That's, that makes me like the song on the IOTA, I guess. Just for yeah. that. Just forget that. I, I love how much of this weird-ass music that I keep bringing to the table just keeps getting introduced to the younger generation and just completely corrupting them for life. Oh, 
Did what you about you, Gil? Oh, well, I like Polka. I think that's like a weird love child of Weird Al and the <laughs> band Real uh, Big Fish. Oh, there's the song, okay. <laughs> well, you got Polka in there. No, no, no. I, for some reason, I was like, I thought you were talking about like Weird Al being an influence for Polka. <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh, he, Weird Al is Polka. <laughs> Just as a side note, Every Friday at my work, starting at 6 a.m., we have Polka Fridays, where two two guys what? from Wisconsin who are, like, in their 50s just come in and blare Polka music until somebody gets so pissed off they go turn off their speakers. Is that, is, do you work with John Candy or something? Jesus Christ. Pretty much. What is it, John Candy from uh, from Home Alone? Home Alone? Yeah, he's the Midwestern Polka king. Yeah, the Polka. That's right. <laughs> oh, Polka. Oh, my God. No, you're gonna you're gonna have to sub- submit some Ruskaya to their their polka list, and you might actually wind up enjoying it a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or you can find that dude that uh, oh my god I can't remember his name, but he's a a Japanese polka yodeler. Oh god. And, and he has like songs about chickens. Oh, hey, well, I'll have to get into that later. That chicken good. concept album. That's that's deep into the weeds. What about that? deep out Yeah, there. well, speaking of deep into the weeds, this next fucking song. Ooh. Yes, Daybreak. <laughs> so we've got Daybreak by Michael Haggins here. Um, I first heard this song on the show Community. Um, that might be where I, I first, recognized it from, dude. Yep. I first heard this song in every elevator I've ever been on. <laughs> I was gonna like, say, I just kept waiting channel. for something to happen, and it just doesn't. For <laughs> how no, long at this motherfucker? Uh, so the, and a half minutes. Song, I, I realize I may have made a mistake with how many tracks I have on this playlist that are bait and switch type tracks. Daybreak is not one of them. Like you just gotta enjoy that ride because it's a smooth ride. Dude, if you guys hate this track, I have some Chuck Mangione on my list. You guys are not going to be down with that. Oh, I don't hate this. It just reminds me of being in a dental office a little bit. Yes, yes. It's the fucking dentist song. That's exactly it, Justy. I was thinking that too. It's soothing. It's soothing and all. I kept wanting to think like these guys are great musicians, but I'm just like... No, I just want to go on with my day and do something else because it's <laughs> hard. It's at best white noise. So I think I'd like it more if I was like getting pumped with some nitrous or something. Mm-hmm. So I can hear the, the drill now. The the song itself, it was it was in community, not once, but I think like we I I think it still hasn't actually been cataloged how many times this song shows up in community. I think Dan Harmon honestly just likes this song as much as I do. But it, it shows up when like if they if they have to turn a radio on for a bit where they're gonna listen to the radio and it's probably gonna be like a meta bit, and they're like, Oh well we can't obviously hear the news segment we need to hear. We the radio's gonna play music first, so like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it'll just be this song playing on the radio. They literally get into elevators multiple times throughout this show and this song is playing every time. <laughs> Like That's when characters are like minding their own business, walking from one place to another, it'd be like Donald Glover, like pretending to shut the door to his blanket fort bedroom, turn the key, and he's just humming Michael Hagen's Daybreak as he's walking about, you know, doing his day. God, and I heard it so many times, and then I listened to it, and I was like, holy shit, this is just elevator music. 
And then mm-hmm. I just kept listening to it over and over again. And then it wasn't until I heard the guitar solo kind of in like the back third of this song. And holy shit, that guitar solo is just melted butter on a croissant, man. It is. Oh, it's beautiful. Like it. It's uh, a good song. But yeah, it's just random and dentist office <laughs> elevator vibes. It, it is like in the context of this whole list, dude. It is it's super weird. fucking it's, random. Like, it's, it's, it's just it, you're at the dentist or you're in an elevator or you're you're Fraser Crane sipping a coffee on the Seattle waterfront. It's, or you're watching the weather channel. <laughs> yes, we, the weather Which oh my had God. good music actually. There's there's a website or I don't know if it still exists. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but it was literally just a website that would give you like 90s weather info with this type of music playing at all times. I love it was that. just something that. that you could put on your computer and have just constantly streaming like weather channel jazz. I love that shit. I, I should, that should be uh, Dusty. How do you say it again? Jean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jean Marais? Uh, so what's up with this next cover, dude? This Ace of Spades cover by Metalachi or whatever. Jared, this 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 stems this comes back to you actually. Oh, back Ace in the Schmouter days, and I'm talking we're we're maybe 2006, 2000, no, maybe a little later than that, 2008, nine ish, seven maybe. I don't know. Early Schmouter days. <laughs> <laughs> you would always suggest that Jay Schmouter covered Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yeah. And you would you would you would sing Ace of Spades, but you would do it in like the Goldar from Power Rangers voice. Yeah, it's a perfect, it's a perfect song. The Ace of Spades. <laughs> and I I had never actually sat down and listened to Ace of Spades by Motorhead, so the, my only exposure to it was Goldar's version, the Goldar Jared Bug version of Motorhead. So I was like, well, this oh, is probably just some stupid fucking butt rock. Like oh, probably some breaking Benjamin shit that I'd never heard before. And then like it wasn't until maybe like five years ago that I actually heard Ace of Spades by Motorhead, like Lemmy in full force. After like I found I, no, it was when Lemmy died and people were like super broken up about it. And I was like, wait, people actually like that band? <laughs> oh my god. And I went back and listened to Motorhead. I listened to Ace of Spades and it was holy shit, this song is fucking incredible. Yeah, I love that, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. That bass line. Yeah. Oh my They're god. like forefathers yeah. of like speed metal. They're, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. I I, I, I regret <laughs> not not giving him a chance earlier, but it was definitely inspired what? by Goldar. Oh well. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I hope I didn't I hope it didn't turn you off of the song for it. You know, no, only only for about a decade. But but this what we're not talking about Motorhead right now. I, I just I realized say. I got I went off on a tangent. We're talking about Metalachi. This is true. And uh, Metalachi is a mariachi band that covers classic metal songs. And interesting concept. Yes, these Perfect. guys are who I put on every time I'm whipping up my my signature salsa recipe. <laughs> Which you and still haven't sent me, fuckface. Same. It's coming. You get ready. I took the last week of September off. I'm bringing batch, maybe two batches. Ooh, you're not gonna. Sh- you're not gonna shit comfortably for a week. God damn. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'll whip up some salsa too. No, you're not. You're gonna go buy salsa paste picante from the store. I'm you're not gonna, gonna, gonna put buy in a paste picante. Yes, you will. I know you. You taunt me. It's. I get that at, at Costco. <laughs> two packages. <laughs> 
very affordable. <laughs> it's, it's good picante. No. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I will say, dude, like, I mean, I think it's a cool concept, but I would have much preferred that you had put the Motorhead song on here. Yeah, agreed. I just, the whole time I was listening to this, I was just thinking, why? It's, yeah, yeah, I was, was kind of like, this feels like some bones, like, dancing around where a Motorhead, where, you know, Motorhead should be. Oh, my God. Uh, but, I mean, I guess that maybe, you know, maybe, like, a good, you know, maybe it hit the note then, I guess, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept, but I don't, just don't think this hit me too well. It definitely, um, it's a prefer, it's a better version than the Gold Arm version, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I, I I love these guys. I know they sound stupid, they sound ridiculous, but they just crack me up when I hear their like. Uh, when I hear them doing like a Bon Jovi cover, but instead of the guitar coming in, it's like these soulful, like harmonizing trumpets that sound like they're straight out of like a goddamn spaghetti western. Oh. Takes me by surprise every time. It sounds so just like dramatic, but not. It, it, it just feels like something that would be like part of the soundtrack to Arrested Development, something like that. Fair enough. It's a fun cover, and I mean, that dude can fucking tear that fiddle up. Yeah. He's, he's it, very good, like respect i drunkenly bought a fiddle and forgot about it until it showed up and it was an expensive fiddle <laughs> yeah it was and you know that it shit was. is hard to play and really so is. so i have a lot of respect for this guy do you, still, like, have, do you still have said fiddle no I there's like a there's like a mandatory 10 year long period when you start playing violin where you just sound terrible and there's nothing you can do to not sound terrible until you're past that 10 year point it sounds like cats fighting Yes, it's just I, I did the same thing except my fiddle was forty dollars, and I probably sounded maybe slightly worse than Caleb. I remember my wow. older brother. He had, he learned he played the cello for a while, and that was also similar, I suppose. But cello, I suppose, is a little more bearable of a sound for some reason. Those high tones. Hello. Violins can get her. Uh, Nick, what's right. the next track? Up next, I'm probably oh, going to butcher hold on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't get any hot takes from the other two, though. Ooh, yeah, let's hear them. Hmm? Dusty. Oh, I liked it. It's okay. <laughs> Dusty, you're killing All right. me. Next track. Next track. All right, next track. All right, next single. track we have. It's a single. I, I can, uh, that I can tell you. We have, we, yes, this this is the single. It's Tva Konungabarn by Mirkur. Um to yes. so let's let's do a little background. <laughs> Mirkur. Mirkur is black speech for darkness. Mirkur. No, that's Burzum. Uh Mirkur. What is Mirkur? I don't know. I don't remember what Mirkur is. I'm pretty sure it's it's from Lord of the Rings You're somehow just or another. Pronouncing Mordor, yeah. No, uh Mordor is something else. Mirkur. Um, if you say anyway, it, no, go on. Anyways, <laughs> do you guys remember the Lonely Island track that Michael Bolton did, uh, the no. Jack Sparrow song? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, but so it's it's Michael Bolton. He, he obviously he can't keep his attention span for the club banger that they're trying to make, and he keeps winding. He, he keeps going on tangents about Jack Sparrow. Uh, but during one of the parts of uh, of that song, he is at, he's himself as Forrest Gump, which 
I feel like we foreshadowed Forrest Gump earlier. I don't know how this has anything to do with this fucking song. Yeah, well, I don't know where you're going, and I know me that. Hold up. Okay, so during the Forrest Gump part of the song, he's sitting next to Jenny and singing about Jenny. And the model who is sitting on the bench with him playing Jenny in that scene is a a woman named Amelie Brune, a Danish model, singer-songwriter who has a black metal side project called Mercur. Is this considered black metal? So, the, so yeah, Mercur. This is a strange black metal song. About so, <laughs> Mercur was originally her black metal project, and uh, Caleb had a track on his original playlist called, I believe, like Mana Mana Blot or something. Yeah. And that was one of her black metal tracks. Uh, eventually, she just kind of evolved away from that and started doing like kind of traditional folk things because she's also a traditional nickel harpa player, and a nickel harpa is a, a Swedish keyed fiddle. It's a bowed so, instrument. Yeah. Which uh, has these like wooden clanky keys to it that fret the strings. Yeah. She also has an absolutely beautiful singing voice, and she did a cover of this traditional, scan, maybe not Scandinavian Nordic folk song, uh, called Tva Konungabarn, and it's I, I find it to be a very haunting track. It's a very excellent example when I show people what a, a nickel harpa is. Uh, and I find it to be just a very beautiful sounding song. I'm a big fan of her entire album where she covers a lot of uh, traditional Nordic folk songs. Gil, would you listen to this song at the gym? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just, uh, whatever I see, I'll think of you. What is it? Kiwi Congo Barn? That's what I think. TV Congo Barn. <laughs> it reminds me of a very Lord of the Rings That's what I was going to say. It just sounds like a song that should be on the Two Towers soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I like will the, say, end, I pref- like in credits. <laughs> I prefer it to Caleb's Nordic choice from last week, High Lung. I prefer this. Mm. But that's interesting, man. Yeah. So I, I, I love, uh, I always heard it pronounced Mirker. I don't know, whatever it is. You're probably saying it right. I'm probably not. Mirker. Well, you have to roll Mirker. the R's a little bit. Mirker. I, I can um, roll my R's, man. I've tried. It's practice. But, Mirker. Um, she's fucking awesome. She's <laughs> really cool. get it right every time. <laughs> Perfect. Murder. That's what but yeah, I, I mean, I'm with Nick. Um, I'm a big fan of hers, and Jameson, you're not far off because uh, the instrument that was used to record the two towers was called a, um, a Hardinger fillet, which is a Hardinger fiddle, and it has like sympathetic strings. It's not that different, but it also is very different, but the sound is similar to what she plays. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a fucking banger, and... Yeah, I don't know if it's Ugh. a fucking banger. Dude. Hey, hey, hey. I don't, hey, I don't hey. have anything against it. Like, it's just, I'm not like, I mean, who's get, who's like... She makes music with her husband, and she has a little son For named Molly, reason, and they're so cute. Great. This is cute the second story. week in a row this that you brought up. Banger. <laughs> they make music with their husband. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I mean, I think it's cool, too. I, but it's I'm, I'm going to have to side with Jared on this one. Like, this is not a banger by definition of a banger. For me, like, it, it is. But it is somehow like, in your bangers list, like, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I named the list bangers for bug without any forethought whatsoever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, 
You go from elevator music the to this. The next song. Should we, we, jump, we jump like to three different genres really quickly. We Ooh. jump from elevator music to this. To the next so this track, is, is Ugly Gods. Underrated track. Stop smoking black and milds. And this, I just have to say, I felt personally attacked. Same. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I felt when I first heard this. I'm a big fan of Black and Milds. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I still have like a handful in my humidor, which is extremely unnecessary for Black and Milds. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> you don't want the, you, you gotta keep them dry. You, that's not what a humidor does. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not versed in the tobacco. So, well, you could probably like take the word humid out of it. <laughs> Gil, oh you God. know something about black and milds. I mean, there is a whole summer where Fitz would just buy us black and milds <laughs> and we would smoke them at Kenroy oh, yeah. late at night until the cops kicked us off the playground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, on a second note, later on, the summer after I graduated, I would just go to Caleb's teepee every night, and we would just smoke black and mild blunts every <laughs> night. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yep. That was so that was one. It was actually from you that I first learned what a spliff was. I remember that. You explained that. You explained it to me, the concept. Or jazz cigarette is what... Uh... That's what Rex called him. Yeah, I still use that term, dude. I like that. I, love, I love the jazz cigarette. See, the black and milds were great because it was ground up, so you could just turn them upside down and roll them between your fingers, and the tobacco would fall out. Then you could just pack that bad boy with a pencil. Listen up, kids. Uh, so I also just want to disagree with Ugly God on this track in general. Uh, the reason black and milds are good is because they're not cigars. They are pipe tobacco cigars, which means they use loose, like they use loose leaf, like cheap ass. It, it's cheap shit. They use loose leaf pipe tobacco and rolled up into a cigar form, which is why they're smooth as hell, especially if you get the wood tips. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they make you go wild. But they do. Uh, um, is, so th I'll this, say this, dude. This is probably like the maybe the second time I've heard an ugly god song. <laughs> you heard your first one from Jeremiah, didn't you? Most likely. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just like it again. It just like sort of like we were just talking about where it's just sort of like we just jump from like a couple of fucking genres here, like pretty quick. It feels like I don't know. I feel like the jump between Mercury to Ugly God is pretty natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just kind of hit hit me weird. I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm down with this track. It was it was meant to be some levity, a little bit of the but, respite. Like maybe you're coming sure. down off of the your, like, yeah. the haunting, peaceful vibe. You just need to be slapped with something silly as fuck, man. Ugly God was something I found on my own when I just searched the word bitch on Spotify because some guy in Turkey had hacked my Spotify account. And he was playing shit through his own Bluetooth speaker, but he didn't lock me out of my account. So I was just putting on whatever I could find to piss this guy off until he left. And I was just searching for different songs called Bitch, and I found Ugly God. And his song Bitch, like, cracked me up. And so I was like, oh, who's this Ugly God guy? And I found this song, Stop Smoking Black and Milds, and like Jameson <laughs> said, felt very personally attacked. And this song is fucking hilarious. Like the lyrical content in this is just constantly just calling out this uh, a girl for smoking black and milds. 
and it's bitch, just she nasty. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck you smoking blacks but acting like you classy? <laughs> I don't know. You okay, got roaches like, in your house with your crusty ass. How did, how'd this hit with everybody else? Uh, like, nice you like, it was a nice change up for you, Gil. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm down with it. Fair enough. Caleb, Caleb doesn't seem no, so. No, no. Um, this is um, this. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, this type of music <laughs> is uh, this this genre of music is my all time least favorite. <laughs> ever ever like there's in my i mean i don't i mean good for you fucking soundcloud rappers who are getting super rich and you know people really like you and it's like it's going well for them like that's awesome i think that's cool um that that technology enabled that to happen but i fucking hate all the like the trap or this isn't mumble rap but like i kind of like you know can lump that kind of stuff to the new hip-hop that people do now it's like I I I I wanted to shove chopsticks into my ears, <laughs> but it was a funny song. But I hate the genre. No, I mean, I mean I'm with you, dude. Like, there's definitely like hip hop that's to be appreciated and whatnot. But like, I don't know. Like, there's just so much happening with rap at the moment. Like, where there's like literally different, so much like different experimentation happening that you know people are just throwing shit against a fucking board and seeing what sticks and it's like th- sometimes it just don't fucking hit like it, some, sometimes that shit slides right off <laughs> I, I, re- I, I really I think you guys are overthinking ugly god man I don't think he was trying to be anything I don't think he was trying to fit into a trap dynamic or into like any kind of artistic thing I think he was just having fun and saying shit that he thought was funny well, fair <laughs> I, I, I think you guys are really overthinking it I, th- I understand that in the context of this fucking track but yeah I mean, his, his so his whole album is exactly like this too. Like he his his single off this album is called Water. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But throughout the entire music video, he's wearing a shirt within big. He's wearing a black T-shirt within big white bold fucking letters. Just says the word hentai. Sexy. That doesn't make me like him anymore. It makes me like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like he's funny. clearly not taking what he's doing seriously well that's good he's that's just good. having fun with it well that i can agree with man talking about things i can't take seriously how about oh, the man. next song oh the yeah. next song i am a massive fan <laughs> oh we're gonna we're gonna get your hot take later but i'm a massive fan of synthwave caleb and i have this band in common he had it on his playlist this is uh dan oh wait no, it's not. Oh my god. This is a different song entirely. I got ahead of myself. So this is Dance with the Dead and Scandroid. So Scandroid wrote the original song called Neo Tokyo and Dance with the Dead did this remix of that song. And these are two synthwave artists with very different styles. I love this song. It has this sort of uh, 80s... Oh my god. I hate using this word to describe this. Uh, but now what we perceive to be cyber like cyberpunk is also classified as retro futuristic well yeah does that fuck you up a little bit getting out in the weeds there no retro futurism would be like tomorrowland like what the 50s thought the future would be like like the jetsons you know but cyberpunk as we understand it like escape from new york like blade runner like all takes place in like the mid 2000s (laughs) so now 
what we perceive to be cyberpunk, like what this is kind of emulating, would also fit the definition of retrofuturism because it is a past generation's vision of the future that never actually happened. What we should currently be living by their expectations, but we're not. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't even know where my mind's at after that. You guys are way too high for this, man. Nope. I'm following you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm catch up with a train of thought, man. I'm lost in time. And I mean, space. Uh, I, I no, wish. Seriously, though, dude, like, I actually love this track. Just throwing that out there. I wish this had been the mid 2000s. Like, if we had been, you know, jamming some of this kind of stuff instead of all the emo kids, yeah. I'd been a lot happier. Because I really like this shit. I mean, as, as much as I love the emo emo kid generation, I mean, uh, I kind of am one of them. Uh, but I mean, I had the same experience as Jameson, where you know, obviously, I'm never going to admit to liking that when I mm-hmm. clearly did. <laughs> we were all there. But I, there, there's always going to be that part of me that like that loves the fantastical element, like this super neon aesthetic like the technology dominating our lives. Everything's nighttime all the time for like no reason. Yeah, just to just to justify the neon. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know, that's why. Uh, yeah, I dug it. <laughs> Jameson, what did like Yeah, I I, I mean, like I can't really take it seriously, but I don't have strong feelings about it. It's just kind of like meh. Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I jammed, like I said, I jammed through it, and I was like, damn, that's what I'm going to go back for. Did you go, like, did anybody else go back for it? Like, was that, like, a one that stuck out notably to anybody oh, else? No, oh, I've been, not I've for been me. back. No? It's not for me. <laughs> Yo, that's the solo is cool. <laughs> I like the solo. That's about it. I mean, I I love this, this shit. Um, it makes me feel like I'm flying a fighter jet. Um, with Tom Cruise, but it's nighttime and there's neon everywhere, and I love it. That jar is not for me. What about the, what about the <laughs> next track? I mean, that and, kind of flows right into the next track. Dark All Day. So this is, uh, Dark All Day is uh, Gunship, which we discussed last time with Caleb's track. However, Dark All Day is a straight-up homage to Lost Boys. To the point where the featured artists in this are Indiana, a uh, really kick-ass uh, UK pop singer, and Tim Capello, who is literally the guy playing the saxophone in Lost Boys. Um, dude is still shredded as hell, touring, playing a saxophone, and living off his Lost Boys hype. But- yeah, I wanted to hate this, but I mean, I have to... I mean, with my playlist, I had a song by uh, Super Tramp, so sax definitely does something for me so i i might have listened to this one a couple times so for this one i do have to preface this and I, by saying that if you're not watching the music video for it you're missing out on like maybe a third of like the enjoyment of this song this has some absolutely out- outstanding like 2d type animation with just references to all of the biggest like cult vampire hits of 80s and 90s I mean, there's like Blade references in there, Buffy, uh, obviously Lost Boys. The entire song's about the Lost Boys. And then a couple other like random ass references. Oh, it's great. And then it it switches right about halfway through and goes full live action, shows you the band, what they're doing. It's an absolute killer transition. I love this song. This entire album is absolutely outstanding. 
yeah. it's 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 synthwave. I'm I'm working on a synthwave EP. Obviously, I like this this genre. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, string yeah. lights. Hashtag string lights. He guys just ch- wait. Uh, I I took the last week of September off. Uh, hopefully, I'll actually finish a song. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I'll finish my EP at some point. Dude, uh, get it out. By string lights. Get it out. <laughs> Gil, how do you set, how this song settle on you? Did this take take your gunship into flight? <laughs> it has ups and downs. Overall, it's a good song. It's slightly different, for sure. But uh, it's catchy. Got that catchy sax. Different in a good way or a bad way? Oh, it's different in a good way. Yeah, it's catchy. Thing, it's solid. Tim Capella, dude. I definitely think the band name Gunship is really fucking stupid, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we listened to a band called Modern Baseball. I never said their name was good. Go, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I love this album. I love the song. Um, I think this is the first one I heard because Nick sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a little like, I think it's interesting that, I guess, it, you know, the sax, but because I played the song on this album before this one on my playlist and Jameson was like, you know Amen. yeah i mean it's still not my favorite but throw a sax in there and it's gonna make the song better (laughs) at least more interesting (laughs) so i i do want to say that they did actually also get tim capello for the music video too if you want to check out that part of it because once again one of my favorite music videos i think if you're not watching the video with this song you're missing out on half the fun Gunship, dark all day. I don't know. I mean, it didn't. It didn't hit all my all my spots. Hit some wow. of them, I suppose. I pegged but, you for a for a, a cult vampire f- flick fan I here. Mean, I thought this might I tug your like heartstrings. The, but I didn't really like. I didn't really like watch. I didn't watch the video or anything like that. I kind of just listened. Uh, to, I just listened to it. And, uh, and I mean, I do kind of want to watch the video now. I recommend it. I think you. I think you might enjoy this song just a little bit more with the helps, video. Helps give yep. me the con, the whole, the, a better picture with it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I might have to do that. Uh, what's the next? What's the next track on here? So this next track, I, I I just decided that I wanted to end on a positive note with a song that most of you guys would also probably just really fucking hate. Um, yeah, this- <laughs> nailed it. so this this song is called world order uh or no this the band is called world order the song is called have a nice day because that's really how i wanted to end this 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 pod because if we're gonna we're gonna end on we're gonna end on something right i want to end on something positive here and i want everyone to have a nice day and this is like a slow tempo pop electronic song with like soft boy vocals (laughs) In all Japanese, as we've discussed earlier, a Soft recipe boy. for success. <laughs> yes, a perfect recipe. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just like, I mean, I can see why this gets some people hype, but like, this just makes me want to kick somebody's shins. Like, I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, fucking turn it off. Like, I'm not into it. Like, it's too, it's too, too much. <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like I should warn you then, because the guy, the main driving force behind this band, is actually like a retired UFC MMA fighter from Japan. Oh. 
who will absolutely well, kick the shit out of all of us with one hand. Well, <laughs> it doesn't he'll kick change. My <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change his shit ass music. No, no, it's fine. Uh, so the, the the music I don't really care for necessarily, uh, but it's it's generally the entire project of World Order. Uh, so he's obviously a retired fighter, and he just wanted to relax and make fun like not really intense music and that's exactly what he did uh but he also wanted to do a little bit of dance with it because why the fuck not he's already succeeded like immensely in one career why not just do something goofy and they and they settled on the aesthetic of like the perception of japan being this like stuffy businessman place where everyone's like rigid and formal all the time so he got his dance crew together they all were wearing like business suits and are all doing like constantly like robotic dance moves that are like just impeccably choreographed. If you live in Japan, is it necessary or is it required to have a dance crew? Uh, probably. That what you're saying? I yeah. think that's the law. Um, but <laughs> so there's like, I, I do want to say there's, there's like four different videos for this song and it's literally just them doing their dance moves in the stuffiest, like most tongue in cheek kind of way in all of the most like fun locations you could go to in Tokyo. So they have like a version in Shinjuku, like the like the major shopping district where they go to all these like different bars, karaoke bars and like like major famous viewpoints and they're just doing their shit. They get like crowds of people involved and they're just having a great time. They've got one in Akihabara where they go into like the robot dance bar. There's like just goddamn people in fighting robot suits doing weird shit. Uh, there's one in Shibuya where they've got like an entire fucking crowd of people doing the same choreograph like robot dance move on like the most famous roadway crossing in the world was, was that a flash mob it, those, yeah honestly it was probably it, it came out right about the same time as like flash mobs were cool so probably flash yeah flash mobs were never cool never that's, yeah uh that's it, 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 it's kind of it's kind of the aesthetic but i don't know the, the thing is is the the music videos i think themselves like once again as with dark all day i think if you're not watching the video to this song and then just kind of kicking back and letting yourself have a little bit of fun with them as they're doing this. Fair enough. And then you're missing out on all the fun. I mean, yeah, I can I can see that. Like there, you know, sometimes it's like yeah, it's you have to blend those mediums to really kind of hmm. capture. It. Yeah, by itself, standalone just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> but uh, understandable. Yeah. Did it did it hit anybody else? No. No. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get hit by a car <laughs> oh, I mean, with, with this song playing hit. oh yeah I just I just thought it was super fucking boring and I I think like Jared should kick me in the shin so I don't fall fucking asleep fair enough <laughs> keep you awake keep you... uh yeah I don't know man like it has that energy but it just yeah it just lacked so hard I have accomplished my goal <laughs> I, I I wasn't sure which one of these it was going to be, but I knew I was going to put one song on this that every single one of you guys disliked. Yeah. I didn't actually think it was going to be this one. I really thought that maybe Daybreak would get up there, but I feel like you guys really? were a little more forgiving for, on Daybreak than I thought. Hey, man. <laughs> Daybreak was my jam, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, what's everybody's... I want to know everybody's least favorite. James, uh, yes. We've had we've had Caleb's reveal basically. Jameson, what's yours? Um, least favorite. Fuck. Now that I'm looking through everything, 
probably this. Uh, have a nice day <laughs> is probably the worst. I mean, yeah, I'll say this. This was the worst. And the one that's got the most play would be Energia. Excellent choice. Interesting. Dusty, what about you? Ooh. Least favorite, most played. I definitely hate that clutch song. There's <laughs> 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 the shit band. Just that genre. They're really not. There's. Oh my. No. You, it's just, I'll, I'll shut up. I just people like white trash listening to it. <laughs> you and your mother are fucking hillbillies. <laughs> but I, I like the, uh, the Goblin King's a good one. Solid. There's a lot of solid ones. I like the the Wanima. It's okay. It's kind of a got catchy catchiness to it. But yeah. Hard pass on clutch. <laughs> Man, I, I have to say it's a it's I'm gonna say it's a tie between uh Frightened Rabbit and um the Energia song. Um I hate that shit, both of them. Like those are like I mean they're so different, but like I just I despise both of those things. And, and um uh Ugly God. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the comedy didn't really relieve the my abhorrence for that genre um and then my, my favorite actually kind of surprised me it was um the steven toronto i, I thought that was awesome i really like that I'm, I'm gonna check him out some more his, yeah his whole album is exactly on the level with that song so definitely worth checking out I mean, I have to, you know, obviously I'm always, I would always pick Periphery. They're one of my favorite bands, but, you know, mm. that's too easy. So let's go with Steven. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I think my least favorite was probably, I'm, you know, I'm going to be controversial here. Silverstein. Uh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Surprising. It just, it just Get him. It just didn't. It it just like it didn't scratch my my itch as much as I wanted. I want to check out. Uh, I want to follow up with intervals. I think, but do I don't that. Know, like it was just. Yeah. I, I think I have. <laughs> Note. Uh, I'd say like my most played was definitely Glory Hammer out of this. <laughs> like it just for some reason it just like I don't know. I was just into it. <laughs> Maybe I'm in a particular sci-fi mood this week or something. I don't know. That's great. Uh, the, their second album, which this track was from, takes place in the distant future, the year 1992. Ooh, a good year. Mm. Yeah. Very good year. <laughs> Almost as old as I am. <laughs> um, that's wait, actually that's, true. That's actually, yeah. <laughs> wow. Huh. That's the only time I've ever said that where it's it been, works. Yeah. Huh. But Nick, what was what? what are your your least and your your least favorite and your most favorite off of this my least and most favorite is oh my god you're you're forcing me to choose a favorite child here so i mean i I said before (laughs) i i definitely um i definitely chose a lot of the most like volatile like controversial just frustrating type songs i could pick here uh my favorite is still probably gonna have to be oh I don't know. If if I had to pick an all-time favorite out of all these tracks, I'm still probably going to stick with Reptile. It's the only song that when it comes up in my shuffle, 
I, I literally can't help but stop to listen to the entire thing every time. I've been late to so many things <laughs> because it's a 17 minute long goddamn song. Uh, least okay. favorite. Uh, so I, I put this in here for the talking point, but my least favorite is definitely going to be baby metal. The karate, mm-hmm. like as much as, as, as much as, as I had to say about it, like all of the points that you guys brought up about it are absolutely true. And I like it in spite of those things, but it still does drag it down there in the list for me. Fair enough. Well, shit, man. I mean, yeah, I hope we gave you what you wanted because there's... you did. Honestly, I, I was a little worried at first. You guys were so iffy in the beginning. Like you just weren't, you didn't have strong feelings and there's, I wanted strong feelings. There was, there's a lot of like stuff that towed the line, you know, like Goblin King I was into, 40 to one, I was like, I laughed at it. You know, Redneck Vikings, I kind of laughed at too. Like I won, you know, Redneck shit is, is Redneck shit. Reptile, <laughs> reptile, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to knock it. You know, it's, a, it's just like, you know, it's just daunting. Uh, well, the thing is, is if you knock Reptile, you're just objectively wrong. So <laughs> accurate. Uh, it's like you know there's like there's definitely i think like the latter half started like kind of getting a little more uh to us we'll say (laughs) (laughs) i I tried to provide some variety and then i realized i was providing so much variety i couldn't make it flow together in any way so it it, towards the end it's just random shit just whatever sticks (laughs) the levy has broken (laughs) yeah i'm thinking about divorcing you Oh, going down. You have to do that. You have to do that off record. That can't be official. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Well, I I think this is going to close out episode three. Uh, So as episode three ends, who do we get next? Is it you, Jared, or is it going to be Mr. Gill? We're going to find out here. Gill, how close is your your playlist? I was pretty much done. I know that Caleb's going to hate it, so I'm sure sure there'll be some some takes on that. I can't wait. I think we should roll with that because I got like, I've been trying to like sort out mine. I'm I'm being way too finicky with it, I think. But Dusty, I thought I was pretty excited about it. And I got more excited when I heard you put Front Bottoms on there, one of my all-time least favorite bands. I think you literally were like, like rubbing your hands together. Right? I was. I have some things to say about the Front Bottoms, man. Oh my god! All right. We'll all conjecture, there. all we'll opinion. See, we'll say them on episode four. So I hope uh, I hope the hot dogs. I hope you listened, enjoyed this. I hope you guys had a good time fucking bantering about this weird mix of music you presented us, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but I really pre- I appreciate you putting it together, man. You definitely introduced me to some random stuff I haven't heard. So. That, that was certainly the goal. Sure. Yeah, I'm, no offense to Caleb, but I got more stuff on this list that I'll listen to again than off of Caleb's. I'm genuinely surprised at that. I definitely was throwing weird shit at the wall just to irritate you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody's got to think of a word. I got mine in mind. Jameson, you got to think of a word. Adios. Caleb. Marsupial. Nick. Borscht. Dusty. Skeet. Adios, marsupial borscht skeet. <laughs> Corn? <laughs> so that's it's good, it, folks. It's a good skeet flavored borscht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>